are listening to the one of us.net podcast network we love our friends at oscar blues brewing company i mean it's not like it's already enough that they make so many great beers they were the first craft brewery to put uh beer their beers in the can um the, the craft brew and of sorts which was dale pa- dale's pale ale really really good but they're also a supporter of one of us.net they are our really only advertiser right now and you should guys should support them uh as well the subscribers and you guys are the main reason we're able to stay alive. Thank you so much. Think about becoming a subscriber. If you like one of us.net, it is those guys that are the reason we're still here. And I tip my hat to you. Another episode of Geeks at Large. I don't say new anymore because, I don't know, maybe someone like five centuries from now will like unearth. I don't know. I don't know what they'll be saved on if they'll be saved on like like giant laser discs, these podcasts. Okay, two things. First off, one, you're assuming that we're going to make it past like 50 years, assuming that... Like, well, that's we the joke, is into... that like aliens will come back to Earth and like unearth Geeks at Large podcasts and be like, wow, nothing of value is lost. <laughs> well, because like, you know, because for shame on all of those like commercials for new episodes of Blossom back in like the 80s and 90s, because oh, yeah. Lord knows those aren't new anymore. Hey man, by that logic... Joey Lawrence is a national treasure. Whoa. Whoa. Is he really, though? Yeah. What have you contributed to pop culture? (laughs) He was in brotherly love. Thank you. (laughs) First off, nothing at all. Second (laughs) off. Along with his other brothers, Matthew Lawrence and the third one. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ah, the third one. He was my favorite. (laughs) Clearly the Billy Baldwin of that family. It was Andy. The Daniel Baldwin. Sorry. It was it was Andy Lawrence. That's my that's my favorite modern remake of the third man. The the third one. (laughs) That guy. That third guy. Yeah. (laughs) You know that third guy with like the Ferris wheel and shit. That fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. That one. Could we replace Orson Welles with Joey Lawrence? Like the lady from Shanghai is like that fucking bitch from like Beijing or Shanghai or whatever. Fuck. Whoa. All right. <laughs> like that, this, that's that famous like a, Orson Welles recording of Whoa of the World. <laughs> I'm just imagining like oh, I'm a upset. like a dirty stereotypical New Yorker guy, like just like forgetting the like almost getting the names right of movies. <laughs> or it's like your mom when she just can't be bothered. Really. <laughs> Like, favorite. oh, it's, instead of Lawrence Arabia, it's like, oh, it's Larry from, like, the Middle East or some shit. It, okay, <laughs> speaking of Larry's, that always kind of bothered me. Okay, so so the director, uh, Francis Lawrence, I, it always bothered me that if he shortened his name, it'd be Frank Larry. Frank Larry? Frank Frankie Larry. Larry. Frank, no, just Frank Larry. It's just awkward. <laughs> that's that's a porn director's name if I ever heard one. It really is, yeah. and amazingly, <laughs> I'm, I mean, if you went into porn, it'd probably look great, but, you know. Anyway. That's, that's the unpopular sequel to Leisure Suit Larry. It's just Frank Larry. Yeah. He's just really upfront about what he's trying to do. He's very frank. <laughs> he's just very frank about it. But he doesn't use his like he doesn't he doesn't use his harsh uh, honesty to say anything po- 
positive. He just says negative things, so actually he's just an asshole. <laughs> the game series lasted like half a game. He's nagging yeah. Larry. Yeah, he's <laughs> nagging Larry. It was, it was a Telltale series, so they released it episodically, but they only got to like three of five. Yeah. Because people just lost interest because of how shitty he was. Yeah. <laughs> you don't so, hang on to companions for very long when you're that frank. Yeah. <laughs> he's so frank. As Look long. how frank he is. We've gone on nine tangents in like three minutes. As long as I can be. I mean, nailed. it's all one like broken spine of. We have almost as many. We have almost as many subplots going on right now as Infinity War did. Whoa, whoa, wow, whoa. Anyway, yeah, we're talking about Infinity Knives, the newest Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that kid on YouTube. <laughs> oh, uh, Froggy Fresh. Froggy Fresh. Yeah. Uh, Krispy Kreme. Twenty twelve. Krispy Kreme. Twenty twelve. He is still Krispy Kreme. Fuck you. He's donuts. always going to be Krispy. Fuck Kreme. you, donuts. Yeah. <laughs> As uh, Shayla, any time that we wanted to just crack each other up, we'd just go like, Infinity Knives. Infinity Knives. I got Infinity Knives. Yeah. <laughs> God, I missed that video. So yeah, look up Froggy Fresh if you haven't internet kids. I love this one about, uh, it's like, a, he, I guess he's a uh, Chicago Bulls fan. You've seen like the one, like, Jimmy, Butler, Jimmy Butler's Your Father. You've seen that one, right? I, it was like a think. fucking song about being a Bulls fan against LeBron. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's really funny. I guess I need to. It it it, it 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 follows the lineage of Froggy Fresh. Okay, that makes me so, happy. The epic saga that is Fro- Froggy Fresh, the second installment. Hell yeah, in the Froggy Fresh <laughs> yeah. trilogy. Yeah, the the Infinity Knife Saga, Part Two of Seven. Yeah. Anyway, Infinity War. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make an executive decision. This is just gonna be all spoilers. Well, it's hard to talk about this film and not use spoilers. I mean, like kudos to everyone who's tried. Yeah, yeah. it's just really hard to do. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. it's like it's been. We can give like a super basic no, our thoughts Steven. of it and then no. go right into no. spoilers. No, we'll just go right into it. <laughs> go right into it. We're going ham, right. ham because ham's delicious. Ham is delicious. Ham is delicious. But, tur- but turkey is the healthier alternative. I don't fucking care, Neil. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You gotta be heart, gotta be heart healthy, man. Geeks at Large, episode 30-whatever. Turkey is the healthier alternative. <laughs> Orange is the new black. Turkey is the healthier alternative. <laughs> Ham is a hellscape on your insides. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I guess where do we start? Because there's so much to talk about. So if you don't know, it's what is this? Is this the twentieth one or the nineteenth Marvel? This movie? is the nineteenth. God damn! Like I looked at a like a collection of all the posters. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp will be movie number twenty in the franchise. Nice. This is, we yeah. can talk about that later on too, because I think there's like it. It will bring it in because it's kind of an interesting year where we're getting three Marvel movies mm. that are all kind of varied, like, rather varied in terms of their scope and, you know, direction and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, so Infinity War is basically the culmination of the 18 previous movies. Never thought I'd hear that in my life. Mm -hmm. Just like anything, like, it's the culmination of the previous 18 Well, you clearly are a fan of the Police Academy series. Uh, I don't think anyone's a fan of the Police Academy series (laughs) after now, like now. Well, I mean... It's worth going through all 37 films of that series. Yeah. Have there been more, like, MCU movies or, like, 
Amityville movies or like oh or definitely Texas more oh definitely more MCU films like combined on those mm-hmm. on those two properties. But there, I see where you're going with those yeah. are two very lucrative po- uh, properties when they really shouldn't have been. <laughs> but pick but pick any like popular long running anime series, and there's mm-hmm. probably more movies in that series than the MCU. Oh yeah, let's talk One Piece. One for Piece. A Pokemon, like Pokemon, celebrated its 20th anniversary by having a 20th movie. You know? <laughs> oh god, I clocked out after like the third movie. You mean the best one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if we want to get into that, sure. <laughs> yeah, fucking Fanny War. Let's just talk Pokemon movie. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Pokemon's third movie. Wow, that was the most was, violent one of my jokes. I, I was waiting. I, was, like, I wanted to hear like like I thought there was going to be like a no, bigger punchline. To no, that. I like, don't know. That, that, that was the punchline. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the Pokemon movie. Ash, Pikachu assembles the Infinity Gauntlet. Fine with me. <laughs> So yeah, spoilers, don't listen. If you haven't seen the movie, go see it, I guess, if you care. Yeah, we, we've given yeah. you two weekends plus however long it takes to upload it. Yeah, yeah so five weekends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we've been very we've been very benevolent to our listeners. Yeah, to, you know, fuck you, we're the best. Because, <laughs> like, um, I think it's like what culture or whatever, like, did not even wait, like, a weekend to start dropping shit. Or they didn't even wait yeah. a week. Before they started dropping shit. I was like, man, I'm really glad we saw this when we did. Yeah. Oh, but it's been great because they have those memes where, like, people are, like, disappearing. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, that was something I was going to bring up towards the end of the podcast. Just being like, you know, I think the best thing, like, you know, I like the movie a lot. I think the best thing to come out of that movie is the memes. But, yeah, yeah let's talk about the memes. There's some pretty amazing But like the one where it's Tony the Tiger and he's like, I don't feel so great. Because he, like, dissolves. <laughs> my, fav- my favorite one is, uh, I post I reposted this on Twitter. If anyone follows me on Twitter, which you don't, that's fine. Um, was, uh, Neil, where, with- they, where can they follow you on Twitter? Oh, uh, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, great job. That's right. Great uh, job. It's, it's someone with, like, a handful of cash. And it's like, I just got oh, paid. Yeah. <laughs> Just got dissolving. paid and like your yeah your money's dissolving. <laughs> Everyone turns in the leaves. Millennials. Uh, but then someone posted the dog at the end of Jurassic Park and Futurama, and it was disappearing, and my day was ruined. So um, Twitter <laughs> Twitter is a hellscape. It's a terrible place. At least that, that was a quicker death than in the actual Futurama episode. Uh, just waiting. I'm still so mad. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of heartbreak, Stephen, you want to. Lead us in a discussion of Infinity War and tell us what takes place in the film. Okay. Uh, wow. Steve, Tall I thought order. we liked Steven. Tall order. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> when Infinity- did we settle on that, Neil? <laughs> All right, so Infinity War basically takes place uh, right after the events of, like, Civil War and Black Panther. Well, here, here's a question. Like, as, um, like, has, like, like, ten years taken place in the MCU... Because, like, so it feels like... I, I want to say, like, the, 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 the timeline's a little froggy, because, uh, cause, like, I think, like, Avengers is supposed to take place... Like, the first Avengers is supposed to take place in, like, the near future. Like, it didn't take place in, like, 2008 or, or 12. 12. Or yeah, it, didn't, it didn't take place in 2012. It took place in, like, somewhere in the near future or something like that. 2014 or something. I think they wanted to imply that, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was happening around... I, it was it was weird. I don't know. Like, I remember they're... they're one of those movies was supposedly set in, like, the near future as opposed to present. Well, the only reason I bring it up is because you have... I, I don't know if it's Falcon 
or um, like Brody, mm-hmm. who who like drops like, oh, I haven't seen you in a few years. Which has been a couple. Oh of, yeah, yeah. A couple in, years um, since. in Infinity War, what happens is they all meet up with Rhodey, uh, or like the the secret Avenger team, like led by Captain America, kind of meet up with Rhodey, and is like, "Wow, it's been a, yeah, it's a, the, the last year or so has been rough for you." So yeah, I guess like, like I guess it, like a year has last, gone by, or like last few years, I think, something the like that. Like basically, like the events of Civil War and the events of Infinity War are like a year apart or something like, or maybe a couple years apart. Yeah, because oh. it's been two years since. Civil War, so that's what they said. Yeah. Homecoming, yeah, he said a few years. Homecoming kind of threw a wrench. I thought, I thought, I thought he said it was like a year. Oh, Any, anyways, yeah, Homecoming kind of threw a wrench into the whole like timeline thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Homecoming was also wow, one that wow, has, Neil fucking shitting on Homecoming. What seven the fuck out of ten. Is seven out of ten. What uh, the fuck uh, is this? A year ago? <laughs> no, um, no. Yeah, I, I do remember. I think Homecoming had some weird like people when they thought about it. There was like because. That's right, because the opening of Homecoming takes place after the events of the first Avengers movie. Yeah, because like, Michael Keaton's like grabbing all the scrap from the the Chitauri aliens. Yeah, and, and then like, they said, and then apparently that was like, and then when they jumped forward in time, it was like eight years yeah, or something. Eight years. And then when people thought about it, they were like, oh, "Wait a yeah. minute, that's does that line up exactly?" Like, yeah, yeah it's, and, then and there were there were so many think pieces on. Oh man, when does this take place? What a weird fucking thing this is! And it's like, okay, and then, okay, so. and then Kevin Feige comes out and is like, "It'll all be revealed." And it's like, "Or you just fucked up, man." Just tell we're, us. we're getting bogged down here, like basically, some, much like in, much like Infinity yeah. War. <laughs> <laughs> some time has passed between Civil War and Infinity War. So like long uh, enough for for Cap to grow an awesome sexy beard, right? Mm. Am I right? So uh, Iron Man and Cap are still not on speaking terms as a result of the events of Infinity War. Uh, Black Panther, like Wakanda's in, in the public eye now. Um, yeah, because Black Panther came out like a week ago, <laughs> right? So the movie the movie opens with Thanos apparently already having uh, the 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 power one, the purple one from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And they just kind of just mention offhand that he's already destroyed the Nova Corps planet. So like he oh, already shit. like he already has the purple one. And then he's he's throwing off he's aliens three, he's aliens cubing the uh, the, the Ragnarok ship at the end. Great reference there. <laughs> yeah. Um, which which is like I, I definitely see people's complaints with that. Uh, they they basically aliens three, uh, the end of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, so and then uh, because Loki, if you remember, he was looking at the Tesseract at the end of Thor Ragnarok, and he has it. And the Tesseract is the space Infinity Stone, the blue one. So basically, in the opening bit of the movie, Thanos gets the space stone from Loki, killing him. And so now he's got two of the six Infinity Stones. And then throughout the movie. Uh, Thanos is on his quest to get the remaining ones. Uh, meanwhile, like Scarlet Witch and Vision are trying to have like a life together. Uh, let's see, Captain America is Captain America's team trying to protect just everyone he can. Wakanda's in the public eye. Uh, what are the other subplots of this movie? It's it's killing me here. There's a lot. How long do we have? There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Bruce Banner can't Hulk out. Yeah, uh, I, I think Hulk is like afraid of Thanos. Tony, I think that's Stark, going Tony on. Stark and Pepper Potts are married now. Yeah, Tony Stark. Yeah, in Tony Stark's first scene, he's mentioning he mentions that he wants a kid. Basically, that he he mm-hmm. wants to have a kid, which kind of makes the end uh, a little heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, uh, Doctor. St- so Iron Man is with Doctor Strange, and they end up on the ship. 
because uh, Doctor Strange gets kidnapped because he's got the Time Stone from the Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. He's got the Green Infinity Stone. Well, I think we're being kind of all over the place. Cause it, it's, it's hard, yeah. It's well, a lot like Infinity War. Because the basic gist is Thanos is trying to get the remaining Infinity Stones. If you remember where they are... Thanos, he goes to those locations. Thanos and his and his goons that they, his lieutenant they really yeah. fail at naming them because like they like get like 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 oh yeah it's Blamo the the shit faced one they, like, they, they dies have, and it's like oh that's what that guy's name is I don't know Squidward they, yeah they they have names in the comic I, I know Thanos uh, apparently like the the preacher one apparently was named the Maw or Maw or something yeah I think it's the Maw. So like uh, he's got psychic abilities because like yeah, Thanos said something like that. He's got like telekinetic abilities. I know uh, Carrie Coon's character's name is Proxima Midnight, but I don't think her name is ever dropped. In nope. The, I think no. Corvus Glaive's name might have been dropped once. Yeah. Uh, and they changed Black Dwarf's name for the movie to be Cull Obsidian because Black Dwarf being a reference to like stars and whatnot, like Black Dwarf stars. But mm-hmm. I guess they thought that was going to be. Taken the wrong way or something, so they also, changed his name to Call Obsidian. Also, don't try to Google Black Dwarf. <laughs> I'd rather if, Google if Red Google, Dwarf. <laughs> if you Google Black Dwarf, make sure you put a minus sign porn next yeah. to it. <laughs> make sure you turn it on safe. Right. <laughs> safe search, right. Do it at work. Um, well, because, like, we also need to mention, like, if you don't remember who Thanos is, like... He's the guy in the chair, but not Ned. <laughs> <laughs> but not Ned from Homecoming. He's the real... The villain in the chair. <laughs> yeah, so Thanos is just, like, this big alien dude that's, like, you know, looking... T- as we learn in this movie, because I think this is the first time they ever really go into his motivations. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of been the big bad, like, you know, teased throughout all previous 18 Marvel movies. He was teased in uh, the, the end credits of both Avengers movies up to it. Yep. And uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 had, like, a scene with him. Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Was it one or yeah, two? One had a scene with him, two is where they just discuss him a lot. Yeah. Kind of uh, like his background. Which is hard to not do because you have Gamora. Uh, was, one, the, was one the one where you see him like in the chair? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was one. Okay, never yeah. mind. I called him the lady. That's one where you have um, Ronan gotcha. yeah, like, yeah, meets yeah, with yeah. him or something. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, so he's been this guy that just is getting these stones. And right. They, they've been the MacGuffins throughout all the previous movies. Not all of them, but a lot of them. But yeah, you, you, it's like, I guess it's kind of revealed that, well, not revealed, but like it, it makes sense now that like Loki was after like the Space Stone or he was after the Tesseract in the first Avengers. So like Thanos sent Loki and Loki already had the Mind Stone in his little scepter. Uh, he sent... Uh, Lee Pace, Ronan the Accuser, uh, to get the Purple Stone, the Power Stone, yeah. uh, which ended up uh, destroying uh, the Nova Corps. Uh, the reality one from Thor: The Dark World. If you remember the post-credit scene that the went with Benicio del Toro's yeah. character, yeah, the Ether. Yeah. Ether. That which, was like the. And if you're confused one. by all this. That's okay, because yeah. in the movie, they basically have fucking Doctor Strange and Benedict Wong. Like, yeah, they're, they're yeah they're what they are. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Pressure, yeah. <laughs> like, by the way, these fucking dumb gems and what they do. So. Like, like I said, the basic gist is Thanos is getting the rest of them. Like, from the opening scene of the movie, he's got two of the six. He knows two of them are on Earth. One is the Mind Stone in Vision's forehead. And one is Doctor Strange, uh, the time stone that's in the Eye of Agamotto, his little necklace. Mm-hmm. Then there's the ether, which is with the Collector, Benicio Del Toro's character. And then the Soul Stone, which I always thought was going to be in Wakanda, but turns out it's wow, on this other racist. planet. 
Why, why does the African country got to have soul? Well, I thought that <laughs> was, they got to have soul, man. I thought, that's, I thought the, that's how they were going to explain like the ancestral plane uh, uh, from Wakanda. But nope, that's just straight up mysticism, I guess. Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, Doctor Strange exists, so why not? Right, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the basic gist. Thanos is after the remaining uh, Infinity MacGuffins. Basically, so, so he can to form the ultimate MacGuffin. Yeah, so he can basically I love be McMuffins. all be <laughs> my favorite breakfast treat. <laughs> um, and basically, just he's so, got to get the time McMuffin, the space McMuffin, <laughs> the mind McMuffin, the all-seeing mind McMuffin. So throughout the movie, yeah, he's just on his quest to, well, to get the remaining we, ones. And like one of the cooler things about this is that I actually think they do a decent job of. Um, Kind of fleshing out, thin. not like I don't know. I feel like fleshing out is a little too. Generous. He's more or less the main character of the movie. Kind of, yes. <laughs> all the all those characters you know and love are the side players. Like, despite being like an all CG character, like he's like he gets probably the most screen time out right. of any of the characters. Well, well, one, it helps that the CG for him looks fucking great. Yes. Two, Josh Brolin is doing a hell of a job. Yeah. yeah. Josh Brolin's going above and beyond for a character that basically in the comics just wanted to fuck death. Yeah. Literally. And impress the lady embodiment of death yeah. by getting these stupid rocks and yeah. make half yeah. the universe disappear. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll kind of get into uh, our, our thoughts on that a bit later. Do you, think, do you think Thanos was an incel? <laughs> I can't. I won't fucking make kids. I'll just steal them. Yeah, just, I'm just wondering. Well, because like none of his like daughters are like actually his. Uh, right? See, just, exhibit A. I just think he's like built like a Ken doll. <laughs> Exhibits B through F. Right. Oh God. Um. I mean, is is the should I sum up more? Should I go into more detail? Nah, you're good. You're good. Just, I think yeah. it, it's just Thanos kind of trying to get the remaining Infinity Stones from the very which places. is is probably one of the weaker aspects of the movie because there's not a whole lot of plot. There's a lot of character interaction. Yeah, but like when you when you summon, it's like okay, this big purple dude that looks kind of like Homer Simpson is going to get yeah. these rocks to destroy half the life in the universe. And and there's a lot of setup, and then like the like the the other shoe drops at the end of the movie. Yeah, and so I can understand when like there's been a lot of criticism in the movie where it kind of feels like half of a movie, yeah, or like not a complete like three act structure. So I, I think, and it's it's double edged sword because obviously you're not going to do this like. Infinity War and whatever Avengers Four is going to be called as one movie, mm-hmm. just be too fucking long. Yeah. yeah. This was like two hours and forty minutes, something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was close to that. Yeah, which that's probably like the longest. That'd be the longest, right? Yeah, it depends on how long uh, Age of Ultron was, because I remember that one being a little hefty. Yeah, mm. a little on the porky side. See, I feel like this. Uh, I feel like this one. Um, without going too much into my thoughts already, like it definitely is like one of the first Marvel movies where I felt the length. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely drags a little bit, but again, like it's so much to cram into a movie. Well, there's there's good things I like about it and yeah. bad things I like about it. I think the pacing could be tightened just a little bit. Yeah, because again, I, I was just kind of like, okay, this. It just feels like it. It feels like there's a lot. Like the first act goes on for a long time, and then there's like a second and third act. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, what was it that Lindsay Ellis talked about? Like one of her. 
Uh, it was the, the Transformers. Hobbit. No, it was one of the Transformers films. Right. Where she talks about, like, the first act of each film just gets longer and longer yeah. and longer. And this kind of feels like that, where there's yeah. so much setup because yeah. there's so many characters. So there's this, there's an extended, there's like a whole first act, like, of just Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. Yeah. You know, that's a good, like, what, 25 minutes? I'd say 20, 25. I will 20, give 25? this movie, I will give this movie credit. Like, despite all of the characters and all the interactions, it's not like a bunch of, like, 20 second scenes like in like Batman oh, no. v Superman yeah. Oh, yeah like they do give these scenes like time to breathe oh yeah scenes have beginnings and ends yeah mm-hmm. so it, it's it is because of that it's a little long in the tooth though definitely right. yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. a little tough to decide like where to cut things um, yeah I mean one of my big criticisms of anything is always like yeah, it could be like 20 minutes shorter yeah but it's I say that about literally everything, unless you're green room, in which case you're perfect as you are. Yeah, I, I would agree that like a, an objectively better movie would just have fewer characters and fewer subplots to juggle. Yeah. yeah. But I I am of the opinion that given everything this, this movie is juggling, this is probably about as good as it could be or close probably. to as good oh, as it yeah. could be. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I agree wholeheartedly. Um well, how, what is it? How did you describe it, Neo? I think you said it's, uh, it's d- less that you loved it and more that you were just impressed by it. Yeah, and I mean, I, don't get me wrong; I really liked it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think mm-hmm. like it's one of those like I'd like to see it again. Stephen is the only one of us who I, you, who has seen it twice. Yep. So he has he's had that honor. I have not had time mm-hmm. to do that. Uh, no, me I'd either. like. To, yeah, but like, but I'd like to. Yeah, see lazy it. fuck, Stephen. God, seeing a movie twice. <laughs> My dad wanted to see it. <laughs> no, damn you and your family relations. <laughs> but no, I like. I'd like to see it again so I can let things like digest, so I can kind of ruminate on some things yeah. some more, figure out how I actually felt about it, you know. But obviously, like a week after I've seen it beforehand, so we don't have another homecoming situation. Um, like I had some friends who saw it again, and they were like, "Yeah, some jokes landed more. I kind of I could see where they were going further mm. rather than just." being like kind of blindsided so like i want to i still i feel weird you know doing a review of a film i've only seen once that clearly kind of deserves to be seen twice but on the other hand i got enough from it yeah i feel like i can talk about it enough um not like i got everything out of it that i'm going to but Mm -hmm. you get what i'm going at um i know like initially i wasn't i I definitely had a feeling of like i don't know when i would watch this again like i would go out of my way yeah just sit down and watch it yeah and that's not just like like a huge knock against it it's just that it, it's so. It needs so much from the other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's the other. You need to see the other. I feel like if I'm gonna watch it again, it's like I have to like watch a lot of the important ones well, to get I the most like, out of it. I feel like to watch this again, you would you would have to like watch this and like whatever Avengers Four is like right after it. That yeah. too. So like, like it's yeah. like it has to be a double feature. Like kind yeah, of like, like just just watching this one like by itself is kind of draining. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's it like I, I don't see myself like when I. Gotta, gotta have something play in the background while I work. Yeah. Gonna pop in Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, like when there's when it's the 19th MCU movie, it's kind of like, well, I could just watch Guardians one or two or yeah, yeah. Ant Man yeah. or whatever, and like pick these other ones that are a little bit better, just standalone movies yeah. that you don't have to like devote a lot of time to. Mm-hmm. So it's good that you said that because you kind of touched on something that had been kind of on the tip of my tongue, but I couldn't really put a name to it. So, yeah, no, thank you for saying that, because, yeah, like, now that makes me... That's how I feel. It's just kind of like, I don't see myself watching this one again 
for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. not... Like, it's fun, but it's not like, you know, a kickback and watch, like, Guardians 1. Black Panther. Or their, Black Panther. To their credit, they, like, I, I've seen it twice. They do throw a lot of jokes in there. Oh, but yeah. But, man, when it's serious and when, like, oh, yeah. stuff happens, stuff happens. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have it doesn't have that, like, you know, I really got something out of this <laughs> feeling. It's just like, well, life is miserable. It's fine. It's, it's like Marvel, like, listen to everybody complain. Like, it's like there's no stakes in these movies anymore. Nobody dies for real. And then, like, this person's dead. This person's dead. Fuck all of you. This person's dead now. Yeah. They're not coming back. Maybe these people will come back later. But that one's not coming back. They're probably coming back. Uh, most of them probably say, are. But... I would say I would say the ones that die, like, near the end have a good chance of coming back. Or at least yeah. a lot of them. Well, like, I mean, Heimdall died. And it's kind of like, well, bye, Idris Elba. I know you hated being in these movies. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> did he really? I know he yeah. did. He did not like like being like the uh, first two Thor movies. Very well, much. he probably he probably was like. I know he was like on the receiving end of a lot of that crap. Where like Nordic people or was it like the people were like Nordic people are white. Why? Is oh he, yeah. Like, yeah. Like I think he. he well, there's that. that and I think he just. Crap. I think he just kind of hated being in like kind of a thankless role. Yeah, it was a pretty yeah. thankless role. Like yeah. the third one, he gets a little bit more to do. True. But then he's in this, and he's like. Fine, just fucking kill me. Yeah. Like, the first five minutes, cool. Yeah, you have... Yeah, Heimdall... I liked him. I'm always happy to see Idris Elba, but yeah, he definitely kind of outlived, like, his usefulness in there. I'm sure he gave more in this ten seconds than he did in all of the Dark Tower. It's so. a, oh, yeah, probably. I think, like, uh... I think the only reason he was, like, even in, like, the Dark World is they gave him, like, kind of an action scene. And, and it's mostly just, like, him, kind of. like, a CG model of him yeah. doing things. It's so like it's like, well, see, you have to be in it. You do something cool. You know, it's <laughs> hey, like, Idris. why don't you just take out my cool thing so I don't have to be in the movie? And he calls him and just says that he's canceling the apocalypse. Right. And then and then they give him, you know, like, a giant-ass fucking check. And he's like, all right, I'll be there. All right. Anyway, I gotta go do Luther because I can't series four, right. whatever. Because I can't imagine that, you know, Marvel, like, skimps on the money. For money. Well, when this one made, was it like, is this like the greatest opening weekend ever? Uh, uh, it, yeah, beat, it beat Force Awakens. It beat Force Awakens, Jesus and Christ. we actually just did a story on Canadian news about how uh, it reached $1 billion worldwide in 11 days, Holy which is shit. a record. So, yeah. Well, goddamn. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Idris Elba is gone. Loki's gone, which I'm kind of happy about. He not. had run out of his uh, novelty, I think. Yeah, and it, it, sorry, Shayla. I, so, I think yeah. he had, uh, I think he's kind of. I'm always. I mean, I'm there's only so many times he can fake die. Sorry, and, or like yeah, kind of look like a good guy, but then kind of be bad, but then kind of be a good guy again. I mean, granted, like I liked him in Thor Ragnarok, but that was yeah. because it seemed like they actually remembered what he was supposed to be doing. Mm. Like, oh, he's tricking people. Oh, he's actually being kind of a little snide little weasel. It, like he's actually like playing pranks on people to his own advantage. It felt like Loki being what he's supposed to be, as opposed to... First one where he's he's great. He's a great character, but he doesn't do a whole lot of tricking. The first Thor? First Thor yeah, movie, yeah. yeah. Second Thor, he's arguably one of the best things about it, but once again, he's just kind of there to fuck shit up occasionally. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's it. Avengers, obviously. You know, first Avengers, he's great um, because he's the entire villain. But yeah, there's he had long since moved past his usefulness, and I was kind of... I know for the longest time, I'm, I'm on record on like the former iteration of this podcast as saying, like, Marvel can't just keep going back to Loki. Right. Like, he was, like, their prized villain, and they would always just go back to him if they were like, well, you know, we're kind of, we don't really have much of a villain right now. In their, in, yeah, in their defense, they didn't have many great villains to hang their hat on. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> now, like, now they're getting better at their villains. Oh, they're getting way better at their villains. But um, I'm kind of glad they did it. 
I mean, I'm, I'm sad to see. Uh, I'm, I'm sad to see the actor go, yeah. but also, yeah, yeah he back. needs to go. He'll come back. Uh, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I think anybody who like died like pre-snap may be like legit dead. Uh, yeah, that's, Gam- that's what I'm thinking. Gamora is the one that's kind of like mm, the most in the air for me. About for me, whether. like I. I certainly hope not because I always felt like Gamora kind of got the short end of the stick. I feel like Gamora is Gamora is easily the most thankless role of the Guardians because like, yes. she's she's easily the least fun one. You know, she's like the conscience of the team, kinda, and it's like well, she's yeah, not, you need that role, but like all the other characters get to be zany and cartoony. Well, it's like you don't. I don't know if you need the role. I mean, you could you could adapt it to make it more interesting for the actor, given right, what it do. Yeah. It's you know, and there's good stuff in like Guardians two. Mm-hmm. I think there's more. I think she gets more to do in Guardians two than Guardians one. Oh, well, a little bit more, but yeah. for the most part, she's still just like the straight man to Star Lord's fool. You know, right? But there's also like stuff about her and Nebula, Nebula, yeah, and like their whole relation, like her relationship with Thanos is a really interesting one. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, because it's all because she's arguably the most like obvious um, character about like Guardians. Uh, themes about abuse. Yeah. You know, and because it's like, it's uh, the most direct uh, one. Nebula, I would probably say. Well, her more. and Nebula. Yeah, okay. They're the same yeah. thing. Yeah, going with the same storyline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but like her die, I'm like, I hope she's not dead because I, I hope she's not either. I hope, she, I hope she's not either. Um, I mean, like, if it is, it is. I won't be thrilled, but, you know, it's... Because we're still getting Guardians 3, right? Yeah, we're still getting mm-hmm. Guardians 3. I don't know, maybe that's, like, Guardians 3, The Search for Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah, they are at that entry in the Star Trek thing. Well, there you well, go. part of me is kind of curious of what, like, Star-Lord would be like without, like, constantly pining over, like... like I think we'll like, get what, what would you do with his character, like, when, like, he's been kind of immature all this time? Yeah. And then, like, oh, like, the woman he loves is dead, so, like, does he grow up? Does he... Yeah. Like, I don't know. Or does he, like, lash out more? Like, I don't know. That'd be an interesting thing to do with his, his character. I agree. I think I think we'll probably see more of that in uh, of, in Infinity War 2. True. Yeah. yeah true. I'm, I'm betting. So, I did not know that, like, just on a brief tangent, I did not know that James Gunn actually had a heavier hand in Infinity War than he did. Well, he was brought in to, like, help write for the Guardians. But he also directed a scene, apparently. Huh. Uh, it's the scene where they land on, uh, what's that red planet where the Guardians first meet, like, you know, Spider-Man and... Oh, Titan. Titan, when yeah, when they land on Titan. Thanos' home planet. Yeah, Thanos' home planet, because someone pointed this out to me, and as soon as they said that, I was like... Yep, that makes sense that James Gunn directed this. If you look in the background while they're, like, talking to each other, Mantis is, like, just jumping up and down. Yeah. And that is a very James Gunn, like, just attention to background detail sort of thing. So that makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. Uh, anyways, sorry. Back to no. death. Although um, we can't feel too bad about Gamora being dead because all the Guardians are dead except for Rack- Rocket that's Raccoon. That's true, yes. Yeah, Rocket right. Raccoon and Nebula, if you count her as a... <laughs> yeah, Guardian. like, as, as like, a, a quasi-member. Did you see that picture where it's, like, Guardians 3 looks lit and it's, like, a fucking lone <laughs> raccoon sitting on a street? Yes! <laughs> yes, it was great. It's, like, just sitting like a human, all yeah. fat and shitty. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. yeah, I can't wait! <laughs> I can't imagine Guardians 3 is gonna be, like, that team that, like, Sylvester Stallone formed at the end of Volume 2. Right? Oh, I can't so They gotta bring some of these characters back. Yeah, I can't imagine that's going to be the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess, like, you know, we could list, we could sit here and rattle off, you know, deaths as much as we want. But I think, like, let's move forward. Like, I guess, what's everyone's, like, thoughts about the film? Um, like, I think, 
I'll say like another criticism I have is that I wish there was more Captain America in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I, I was and I, and I get that it's like oh it's an ensemble movie, but it's like man I want I want Captain America. That big. That I haven't big, seen him in two years. Well, it's, it's, great it, big it, bushy beard. Well, we have we great have big bushy beard. Yep. We have to kind of I guess we have to assume that like part two is going to be assuming, a lot. Is going to be like Tony and Cap kind of finally and, trying and to bury trying to bury the head. They better fuck man. <laughs> they have some makeup sex. I want it. <laughs> Give it to me. Just, Have I, you seen those two in their photos together? I've read. Yeah. A, I've read a fan. I've They're gonna a, do it. I've read a fan fiction of them two boning. I'll tell you what, Cap was definitely the bottom. <laughs> Bucky wasn't happy. Dobbert Rowney Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. He's the. He's written by. Was it Riss Crevins? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> It's good. Actually, uh, it was a, it was a good piece of fan fiction. Actually, it was really good. Anyways, sorry. It's always it's the best. It's a weird uh, time in my life. Shut up. Yeah, like, I I kind of wish I got more Hulk. I, I kind of don't understand like limiting Hulk so much. Like I, I don't get what they're doing with the Hulk exactly because it's like on the one hand, like part of me wants to say, oh, maybe Hulk's afraid of Thanos, and that's why Hulk doesn't want to come out after he got beat down at the mm-hmm. beginning. But like he doesn't even pop up in like the scenes of like just Thanos's lieutenants. So it's like, like, uh, are they just saving Hulk for like Infinity War, like the Part Two or whatever? Like, I don't. Know, I, I wish I got like a better explanation for why he like couldn't Hulk out or something. You know, that's completely fair. That's kind of what, his pride is damaged, Stephen. <laughs> that's kind of the hard thing about this movie is it's hard to know what to criticize because we without, don't know because we don't know what's coming that's up. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is definitely a Part One because I, I remember. Like a, like a year or so ago, that, that they were saying it was going to be Infinity War, Infinity War Part One and Infinity War Part Two, like the next year or next year. But then, like they eventually came out and said, "Well, no, it's not going to be Part One, Part Two. It's going to be two completely different movies." Because I guess they wanted the, like people to think that maybe there would be some closure at the end of one, and then four would be a completely different story. But this feels entirely roundabout. I don't know why they. Did well, that. like I, I, th- I think that's what they do because I think they they. Like some information gets out, and then they kind of like try to take it back, like smoke screen, smoke screen it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I feel like they're doing that too because after the movie came out, the writers were like, "Oh yeah, we wanted there to be like we want this to mean something about like the character deaths." Mm-hmm. You know, like oh yeah, this this isn't just like they come back in the end. I'm like, okay, I'll, right. I'll believe that when I when well, I reach the end of Infinity Go- Infinity War Part Two, whatever, and like. You know, Vision and Wanda are still dead, and mm. you know Peter Parker's still dead, or something like that. You well, know? I wouldn't be surprised if like some of the people that died like after the snap like don't make it back. Like if they can only save some of them, because yeah. like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of like if this is their way of resetting the universe. Because like okay, yeah. this person's contract is run out. Maybe we'll find a way to like replace the actors who play these. Or just kind of do away with these characters altogether, or yeah. switch over to like the legacy characters or something like that. Like, uh, what was it? like switch o- over to other people who've held the mantle. Um, like, like Bucky becomes Captain America, right? Well, that, that, that's or what, Falcon like, becomes Captain America. Like, I've read, like, I've read, like the comic, the Jim Starlin comic that uh, this movie takes yeah. a lot of inspiration from. And like, yeah, the, the snap happens, and so I wasn't really surprised. But I was surprised at some of the people they chose. Like, Black Panther's really hot right now, guys. He's so hot right now. So, so hot right now. He's so hot right now. So hot right now. Hot soul. He's so hot right now. Yeah. Um, so, like, I was very, like, 
uh, like I was very intrigued that they chose like Spider-Man and Black Panther and uh, yeah, well that was both like, of like Captain America's future replacements. You know, <laughs> four fifths of the Guardians, right? Of the Galaxy. Yeah, like the popular ones too. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like when I was talking. Fuck you, Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> okay, Rocket Raccoon's popular, but like they got rid of Groot and Drax and Star Lord, <laughs> like everyone's favorites. <laughs> What are you left with? Uh, probably just the grounds at the bottom, I guess. Yeah. Oh wait, that's coffee. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I was surprised. Like I was surprised they got rid of like both of Captain America's replacements. So I'm very curious of like what they're gonna do. Yeah, with, uh, it, was, well, it was like it was like we were talking like at the end of the film uh, where I came down because I was sitting in a different row than you guys because I just kind of jumped in on the screening uh, and I was like, I don't think this is like I don't think this is permanent. Because, yeah, they just had, like, two of their hottest properties in recent years. Yeah. You know, Black Panther and Spider-Man Homecoming. And they just, like, get rid of them like that. Yeah. You know, like, I don't see that being permanent. Also, I think I was, like, begging someone to tell me that it wasn't permanent because yeah. I was having a hell of a time. <laughs> so maybe there was that, too. But, yeah, I... Here's the thing. I don't think the deaths are... Like, I, the, the deaths are real. But I think that, you know, they're coming back. Because, like, there, there's There's going to be some kind of reversal... Right, yeah. which is like, how the I mean, comics were. You, yeah. you have the Infinity Gauntlet, which is like the ultimate like rewrite history, rewrite reality yeah. thing. Yeah. We, could, so, we could make Saving Private Ryan win Best Picture. What is Thanos doing? He's wasting this power. I'm just saying. <laughs> I like the language you're speaking. Damn it. Ru- <laughs> Switch Hexar Ridge with silence. You fuckers. <laughs> Do it. The Social Network won Best Picture, finally. Literally anything else but Crash that year. <laughs> oh, man. Brokeback yeah. Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> That's the thing is like you look at 2005 and all the best picture nominees they are all great films and then you have crash yeah. and then you have crash hey like, man I love David Cronenberg's crash <laughs> I'd be fine yeah. with that people anyway. fucking to car crashes yeah mm, the ultimate aphrodisiac yeah sorry um, please continue starring Age of Ultron's David so so yeah like uh, in the or James Spader that's if, what if I David remember Spader <laughs> If I remember correctly, uh, in the Infinity Gauntlet story, he, like, snaps, but then there's still, like, kind of, like, a third act to the story where they have to, like... The thing is, is that, like, with it, it's, like, how many issues is it? Like, five? It it was, yeah. Five or six? It wasn't super long. Yeah, Um, well, yeah, it's a miniseries. So, like, within, like, the first, like, two issues, he snaps his fingers. Yeah. And then the rest of the comic is, like, the remaining characters trying, like, going up against him. Well, they they go, it goes in, like, a weird direction where, like, uh... Where, like, Nebula, like, at the time, it, like, looks like the Crypt Keeper because Thanos has just been, like, torturing her like crazy. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, a shell. And then, at some point, Thanos just, like, puts the gauntlet down or sets it down. And then, like, zombie Nebula, like, grabs it and then puts it on. And she, like, turns back to her normal self. And then it's like, oh, I have the power now. And then she, like, complete, like, she can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like the Infinity Gauntlet is something, it's something like Thor's hammer. Like, you have to be worthy of that much power or something like you have mm-hmm. to be somebody like Thanos that can wield all of it at once yeah. Uh, yeah and she can't handle it and she's messing everything up so they have to get Thanos to get the gauntlet to like revert everything back yeah or something so like that kind of it, it goes in that direction uh and like Adam Warlock's involved and I know he's been teased in Guardians 2 so I don't know what they're going to do for Infinity War 2 I imagine 2 is going to be Maybe something along those lines. Like, all right, well, maybe some shit happens. We need to get the gauntlet back, revert, revert, revert everything back. But maybe it goes wrong, and then they need, and then Thanos gets to be kind of like a weird anti-hero or something, like 
flesh him out more or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm very curious uh, for Infinity War Part 4 or 2. <laughs> Inf- Infinity uh, Avengers 4 part of Infinity, Infinity Knives Part 2 right. of 7. Infinity Knives. Thousand. <laughs> Avengers Infinity Knives. Is that going to be the name of Infinity Knives? Um, Photoshop that. It'll be great. <laughs> But put, yeah, put, so put Froggy Fresh's face on Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm very curious of uh, the future uh, or you think, like, what they're going to do. Okay, here, here's a fun little thing. Who do you think if... if um because if they bring people back, they might also just kill off other people that survive this movie. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think dies in the next movie? Uh, you think Tony dies in the next movie? I know. Because uh, there's a moment in this movie where it's almost like, oh man, yeah. he's going to die. Well, I, I think the bi- one of the big theories going into the next one is that uh, Doctor Strange, like everything's kind of going according to Doctor Strange's like one victory th- uh, scenario that yeah. he saw. It was like yeah. 14 points. Something like thirteen million. million, something like that. Yeah. And so, like, I think uh, in guys got to listen to me. You all got to fucking die, but don't worry. <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah, I think Doctor Strange, whatever, saw some reality where, like, I guess it, it can't be done without Iron Man being alive. So that's why he was willing to give up the stone for Iron Man to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, so I, I feel like, honestly. I, I, I remember, like, when everyone was talking about who's going to die in this movie, like, everyone's going, it's going to be Captain America. Captain America is going to die. And I was like, you know what, man? I think they want you to think it's going to be Captain America, but it's going to be Iron Man. And yeah. I think I think that's what's going to happen in, this, in the yeah. next one. I think Iron Man's going to bite it. I remember, well, I remember my like, stance on this was there's two parts to this film. If there's going to be any, like, real, like, of those deaths, it's going to happen in part two. Right. Yeah. So that's why I refrained from really making any, like, predictions. Mm-hmm. And it turns out I was... Half right. Yeah, like, the the big three are still alive. Yeah. Uh, Cap, Iron Man, Thor, and Black Widow, who's, you know, the most iconic of the, the female characters. So, big four. I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. big four. Oh, yeah. Well, the big been four are still alive. How, how an inclusionary. I know. I try. I'm wow. trying. Wow, good job. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> you, have, uh, you have solved sexism, Steve. <laughs> Point being, the big four are still alive. <laughs> Uh, Hulk is still alive, so, like, yeah, definitely, like, the, the big, what like, tentpole people it are is, still alive. It is funny how, like, like, you go from, like, Titan and, and Wakanda, where, like, Titan, they don't hold back and they call off every fucking person. Doctor yeah. Strange, Spider-Man. There were, like, two people left on, and, three people left on that planet. Yeah, it's, like, Nebula and... Iron Man Iron Man and, uh... It was, no, it was Iron Man and Nebula. That was yeah, it. literally those yeah. two. <laughs> but then you go to Wakanda, it's like, that person, or whatever. Like, like it's kind of the B tier. It's, it's all the side characters. Like, and then Black it's Panther. Buck, yeah, yeah, and then Black Panther. Like, T'Challa's like the one, like, really, really big, big one. one yeah. Because it's like, okay, Falcon, okay. Bucky, okay. You know, um, I do like the shot where it's like M'Baku and like one of the, um, what's uh, the Kingsguard? Okoye. No, no, like, they're, they're... Oh, like, Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. Like, and it's just, like, everyone else just gets wiped out. Yeah, so M'Baku. All, all the background people. <laughs> I want Black Panther 2 to just be M'Baku. Yeah. It's gonna happen in, like, the two hours after after this happens. It's gonna be like, well, shit, okay, can yeah. I be king now? Yeah, Scarlet Witch well, died. I got what I wanted. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Scarlet Witch died. Uh, Vision, I guess, technically didn't, like... 
die like as a result of the snap, but he's dead as a result of the Infinity Stone being ripped from his forehead. Yeah. So in a weird way, Vision kind of survived the snap. Yeah. I, I imagine part of Infinity, uh, part of the next one is going to be bringing Vision back in a way that doesn't involve the Mind Stone. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they really implied that heavily. Like, oh no, you're more than just the Mind Stone. Was it the Mind Stone? Or, yeah, the Mind Stone. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like he's he's like Vision's also like ridiculously powerful. Like compared yeah. to like the other members too. So it would it would make sense to try to bring him back. But it seems the movies haven't quite like done like shown that. But it's it's kind of it's also interesting because like the, the whole movie they're kind of like building up to like Scarlet Witch like you know like Wanda you're gonna you know if it comes down to it you're gonna have to kill me and not only does like she do it but like Thanos goes like no I'm gonna rewind it okay All right. <laughs> nah bitch and and then and then she dies and then Vision survives <laughs> it's like damn. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what a twist. So, like, right. like Price is Right losing music. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> That's great. Don't um, Yes. <laughs> I, um, I was just going to deliver, like, my, like, really quick thoughts mm. on... Like, Make them longer, Neil. Yeah, okay. we should probably... They don't, they don't have some structure in this. No. <laughs> no, I, I figure... Why start now? <laughs> I figure it's a lot like the actual film itself, where it's just kind of all over the place. Mm. Not to say the film is unstructured or anything, it's just it's just bouncing from place to place, which mm. it kind of has to. Well, like, I know you said that, like, of, like, the nine or so... You compared it to Interstellar. What I, okay, what I was going to say is my review of the film is the same one that I had for Interstellar, which is there are ten films going on here, and I loved six or seven of them. Okay. Yeah. Were the ones you liked? Huh? Were the ones you liked? Um, I like the part at the end when my heart was beating, <laughs> uh, like, really fast. When I and felt something for the first time and in forever. Yeah, and that's, like, the first time I've ever felt that during a Marvel film. Yeah. So that was cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, it's not that there are, like, like certain storylines that I like more than others. It's just there's, like, scenes that I really like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's the, the thing is, like, I don't really dislike anything about the film. Like, it's, right. it's good at what it sets out to do. I, it's like we said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm more impressed by it than actually loving it. Mm. But that's not to shit on the film or anything. Like, it, it succeeds in what it sets out to do, and arguably what's it, what it's doing has never really been done in film before. Yeah, I, Aside from, like, a few things that have come close, like, of this magnitude, though, it's completely different. And the fact that it lands it off really well, you know, like, you know, in, in some places it leaves some to be desired. But, I mean, like, the fact that it pulls off, it pulls it off as well as it does is fucking fantastic. It's I, really cool. I think, uh, I think I've think i said something like this uh, uh, or along these lines after the first Avengers movie came out. But the, the mere fact that this movie doesn't suck is kind of a miracle. Yeah, because then you look at something like Justice League. Right, like Justice League can't even get like five characters right. Yeah. And Avengers... Or can't even get three characters right. True, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like... Uh, it actually, it arguably did better with five characters yeah. than it did with three. Remember, uh, like, remember when like everyone was worried about the first Avengers movie coming out? Like, this is like six characters. Mm-hmm. How are you going to balance the, all of this? It's impossible! Don't yeah. play God, Kevin yeah. Feige! Yeah, I think... <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> I think I'm quoting. I'm quoting the Red Letter Media half half in the bag review, right? But then, like Avengers: Infinity War is like 40 characters. Yeah, it's it's like the Fuck. first. Yeah, the first Avengers feels quaint. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's. I always put it as like Avengers two or uh, Age of Ultron is what everyone kind of feared 
uh, Avengers 1 was going to be. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Captain America Civil War was what we all hoped Age of Ultron would be. Yeah. And, and then Infinity War was just exactly what we thought it would be. <laughs> it was exactly what we Civil War Civil War kind of works better as like an Avengers movie. It really does. Well, it basically yeah. is an Avengers yeah. movie. It practically is. Because it yeah. has the Avengers in it. Right. But yeah, like Civil War was like a big thing. And even now, that just feels quaint. I wouldn't be surprised if like... The, like Civil War was kind of a preliminary Avengers script, and they're like, "Well, we also want to do this Age of Ultron thing, so we'll just make this Captain America." <laughs> but also, like a big chunk of this story is like kind of following the 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 the, the tail, the coattails of a uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, basically, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to. So, because um, yeah. because Civil War is basically Avengers two point two point five. Yeah, that's what uh, yeah. that's what Anthony Mackie called it when he was yeah. like plugging the movie. Yeah. No, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely yeah. correct. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, like I really dug the film. Uh, there's nothing that I really have anything to necessarily criticize it too harshly on. I there mean, wasn't like, any scenes you didn't like. No, not really. Oh. Um, I mean, there was, like, uh, the dialogue was really hit and miss for me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, the fact that they made every character sound about right was pretty, you know, pretty cool. I dug that. Um, cause, especially because you've got, you know, that, that was one of my big worries. There's so many voices. There's so many yeah. voices. And the fact that, you know, they managed to nail most of them pretty well. Because you're basically mi- mixing, like, Joss Whedon stuff with, like, the Russo brothers with James Gunn yeah. with Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they, they pulled that off rather well. I mean, granted they cheated a little bit by having James Gunn come in and write the dialogue for the guardians, but which you know what? Makes, which, I mean, if you, you got to do something like that, you got to do it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that's the one where it makes total sense because like the guardians have essentially been their own thing. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've loved so much about it is that they don't feel weighed down by other films. Mm-hmm. Uh, chronology, so it makes sense to bring in the guy to you know who is most familiar with those characters to cheat a little bit because yeah that's the one that like I would say the rest of Marvel is less familiar with so they cheated but it's the best way to cheat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if there were scenes that I would have like cut down, I probably would have cut down a little bit on the scenes where Thor makes his new hammer. Oh yeah, axe. that's yeah, and like that's fine. Could have been cut as with much as I like Peter Dinklage with giant Peter Dinklage, with giant Peter Dinklage. Yeah, uh, I'm, I would definitely say like most of the action scenes could have been like you know ten minutes shorter. That's fine. I mean, like I dug it. It wasn't like I was bored. It's not like like I was you know when we were watching Man of Steel and I put mm. my head back for like ten minutes <laughs> and I put it back on. We're like, nope, we're still doing this. Okay, um, like I never once got that because yeah, there are stakes. I was engaged. I will so. find him. <laughs> yeah, I but, will find him. Yeah, but that part's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I love Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon's movie. great. In Michael Shannon's great at everything. It really Even is. Kangaroo fucking Jack. Yeah, that's true. you guys saw him read that sorority letter. Oh, it's a oh, it's a classic. It is a classic. Of course I've seen that. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, like, I mean, like, obviously I think, you know, the action scenes could have been cut down. Um, yeah, I think every scene could have taken I almost wonder if, like, there was there was opportunities to, like, intersplice scenes more. Yeah, I agree. You know, stuff like, and I feel like there are times where we're, like, we've been, far like, away from characters for a little too long. Yes. Like, I feel like with Tony on the ship... Mm-hmm. With Spider-Man. Yeah. I feel like there's a little bit too long in between, like, when we last see them, like, yeah. leaving orbit. Yeah. And then when they're on the ship, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, the passage of time's a little wonky in this game, in, in this movie. Like, I don't under, like, I don't know if everything's just happening in 
sequential order. Yeah. You know, because it's like, how long have has Tony Stark been on this ship? You know, is it the same amount of time that we've seen, like, you know, Thor basically lose everyone he knows and loves, ends up with the Guardians, leaves with Rocket and Groot mm-hmm. to go make the, the axe. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Which, that's like Ultimate Thor, right? That's Beta Ray Bill's that's, oh. uh, hammer's name. He should be in a new one. He should be. He should yeah. be. Like if they're gonna like if they're gonna like replace some of these other characters with like legacy characters or like you know like if they're gonna like have like a new Captain America like make Beta Ray build a new Thor. <laughs> well, I don't know. Of course, Thor. I don't know if they can get away with that <laughs> because that's a Poor hard Thor. Sell. That's a hard. Um, they need to do Throg, by the way. <laughs> Frog Thor. I'd begin series with Krogdor. Well, they've they've already established Throgdor. that Throg Krogdor. They've already established that Throg happened in the past. Yeah. In, like, one of the Thor movies. Just make it, like, female Thor and all the bad but, boys. But we've esta- they have established that Beta Ray Bill is one of uh, the Sakaran gladiator champions. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, like, I think, I think most scenes could have been trimmed down by, like, a minute or two. You do that, you get yourself a nice little healthy running time. I think for that... Mm. I, I think my big thing is that, like, for that length of running time, if you just added 30 minutes more, you could have fit both films in there, and people still would have paid to see it. Hmm. Um, but I'm also not too big on the whole, like, splitting movies up into two parts, um, mostly because most times they don't need it. I think... Um, a lot of times it's just kind of a cynical... Like well, let's 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 maximize profit. It's no different yeah, than yeah. It's maximizing profit. They, yeah. they they know like they can't make as much money because they can't show as many times. Well, it's yeah. no, it's, it's no different than like a TV series being split in half. Yeah. You know, be it like Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Any AMC show apparently. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, okay, well, well, it, except in that time, a lot of the time it's for like Emmy nominations. Like mm-hmm. that's still yeah. something that sticks in my craw with the last season of Breaking Bad, where it's like yeah. it's season five, but this is season six. It's like they're eight, eight episodes, just show them together. Just right. yeah, who fucking cares, right? You know, just want to get some more Emmy nominations. Fucking yeah. AMC. I I think yeah. I I think because like you know to bring up like you know uh, Hunger Games again, um, the Hungry Games, the hung yeah, uh, like. You know, regardless of feelings about catching fire and whatever, I'm just I'm just going to talk about like mocking. Ju- <laughs> like I'm just going to be up before I can say. Anything. <laughs> I knew there was it. that one time where me and me and Neil were in the living room and and Neil uttered the phrase <laughs> "catching fire" and Stephen stormed out here, <laughs> knocking over everything. It's like the movie fucking sucks. Uh, but no, the but movie's no. fine. It's just the ending. Like. But, but what I was going to say though is yeah, like, what's just, the difference? <laughs> but, uh, but what I was going to say is just like keeping it to like you know mocking Jay, which I think is probably like. The more aside, egregious. Aside from, like, I'm not even counting, like, Twilight Breaking Dawn, because the more that I can forget that, hey, that exists... that needed to be two movies. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, like, Mockingjay, I think, you know, ex- excluding Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2, because we don't need that, um, is probably, like, the biggest example of why not to do it. I mean, like, I know everyone was doing it after Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2, but that made a lot of sense because, you know... They're very distinct movies. They're very distinct movies, Mm -hmm. yeah. The first one is basically, like, the road trip from hell, and I love that. I love that it had, like, that, like, kind of glacial pacing and... Uh, and then two is just like, well, we got all that set up, let's just do an action film, which, you know, to maybe not as much effect... 
Uh, but then again, I'm one of the few people. Well, who depending is, on who you ask. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I'm I'm one of the people who's absolutely not like absolutely crazy about Deathly Hallows Part Two. I prefer Part One much much more. Um, but it's like because you're dumb and boring, Neil. I mean, listen, we have, we've established that several times on the podcast, okay? Uh, but if like, you want to talk about a movie where people die. <laughs> but um, Mockingjay Parts 1 and 2 is probably the one that suffers the most from it because Part 1, like, because the book definitely has, like, two distinct halves, except the problem is that the second half comes in the third act of the book. And... A lot of people are like, yeah, it makes sense to split that book into two because, you know, they have very distinct pacings and tones throughout the um, throughout the third book. The problem is that's not necessarily like an intentional thing. It's the fact that Suzanne Collins kind of sort of whiffed the third book a little bit. Mm. And all of these could have been fixed with a better writer. But no. Sick burn. I mean, here's a, Suzanne Collins is awesome, and like I, I admire a lot about the book of Mockingjay. I admire the lengths that it goes to. It just doesn't always hit, and it's kind of messy. And I, admi- I like the messiness of it, mm-hmm. but also there's the critical part of me that's like, that's just messy. Sorry. Would it be like a matter of being too ambitious? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very much so. Uh, well, at least there's that. Yeah, and I like the ambition of it a lot. It's just you know, it's it's. I don't know how I feel about it. I like the things that it tries to do, and I don't want to say don't do it. I just want to say, like, take, do like, it. three more drafts. <laughs> do it better. Yeah, take three more drafts <laughs> of this story and get an editor that's willing to tell you no. Mm-hmm. Um, because by that point, it was just a hot property. Nobody's going to say no. And, yeah, part one of Mockingjay is very much the setup to part two. But that's all it is. Mm-hmm. There's, like, barely any payoff uh, it is slow as the day is long. Um, there is like two scenes in there that you could have cut one of them out, and it still ser- it still serves the same purpose. Yeah, I, I never saw part two. Yeah, part one just like eh. it's like the scene where they go where they show Katniss like the remnants of District Twelve, mm. and then they do the same thing again when they bring the cameras mm. to show everyone. The, 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 it's the same shots. They're used, like, I mean, like, you know, not, like, the exact same shots, but they're the same compositions. They're meant to have the same effect, except the problem is, you've already shown that to us once. This doesn't work as much. And that's kind of my big problem with the film, is, like, it, it doesn't know when to excise things from the book. It doesn't know when to say, you know, Mockingjay is not exact like, young adult literature is not exactly the untouchable bastion of, 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 of writing that movie studios seem to treat it because, you know, it's, it's that whole, like, if you touch anything or you change anything, you anger the audience members. You anger mm-hmm. the fans of the book who view it as their fucking Bible, which if that's your Bible, read better books. Yeah. Um, but then part two, it doesn't feed off of anything... Like, it's such a distinctly different film. It doesn't feed off of any of the, like, the the gathering momentum from the first part. It just does its own thing. Unfortunately, because they're stretching it out to feature length, it is the third act of a book that they're stretching out to feature length. And so... so, It's like like when they do a Dr. Seuss book, and they stretch it out to feature length. Yes, exactly. It's like, like rather than cutting down on shit that you shouldn't have, you're just adding more stuff to try to make it, you know, feel more, but you're actually making this worse. You're writing yourself into your own holes. Yeah. Uh, And so there's a lot of things that, like, you know, the setup was in the first film, and the payoff is in the second one. Unfortunately, you don't have that lasting memory of the first one because you didn't experience it that first time. Mm. You're just getting thrown into it. So... It's kind of a mess. 
Well, that's, I mean, uh, I, I guess to kind of bring it back to Infinity War, like, th- that is something that Infinity War does really well, is that yes. this does kind of, like, set up, pay off, now it's like, well, what do we go, like, what's going to happen in, like, part two or whatever they call it? Yeah. Because it, it does feel like a beginning, middle, and end. It, it's, it's In its harder. own way, yeah. yeah I, so, part of me, like, I do want to ask, because uh, you brought up the whole, like, part one, like, assuming this is a part one, and... The next movie is Infinity War Part 2 or whatever they call it. Probably like Infinity Gauntlet or something Infinity like that. Infinity Knives. Infinity Knives. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to ask you guys, since you guys are familiar with like the Harry Potter movies and you guys yeah. know like uh, like the Hunger Games. You've seen all the Hunger Games. The like, Hobbit where does, movies. Hobbit movies. <laughs> like where, where does like Infinity War stack among other Part 1s? Um, not as good as Fellowship of the Ring. Not as I mean, but better than The Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, like, like, uh, like of stories that got split into two. You know, like Deathly. Yeah. Like, where does it compare to, like, say, Deathly Hallows Part One or like Mockingjay Part One? Not as good as Deathly Hallows Part One. Definitely better than Mockingjay Part One. But that's mm-hmm. also because I don't like Mockingjay. Part right. One that well, much. like I figured that from how you were saying, but I was kind of curious, like Deathly Hallows Part One and like like good ones. Right? Yeah. Like good Part. Well, like ones. the thing with like the Lord of the Rings trilogy is that it is. Like a a nine act story within a three act story. Yeah. Like mm. each movie is three acts. Yeah. And it's also in each movie is an act within a, a trilogy, mm. essentially, yeah. which is part of why those movies are so fucking good because it's able to do that. Yeah. And it's such a hard thing to do. Well, um, I would say like maybe instead of comparing it to like Fellowship of the Ring, like maybe compared to like the first Hobbit movie. Because like that's why the that, bad one. Well, like that's something that well that's something that could have easily been like one movie, but instead they split it up. Whereas yeah. Infinity War could have been like one long, like four or five hour movie, but they split it. And it it seems Kill, like it seems like they split or it. Or Kill into two Bill movies. parts one and two. Kill Bill. That's another good. That's a good one. Yeah. Though. Okay. Like, um, where does it like rank among like those kind of things? It doesn't. It doesn't stack up favorably compared to them, but not in a bad way. I mean, like mm-hmm. not that it's a bad film. It's just. Those are better movies. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's another weird thing to kind of compare. It's also to tough to yeah. tough to gauge it when we haven't seen part two yet. That's also a big thing. But I would why say I'm like reluctant to do so. You know, it's, it's it's somewhere in the middle. The other ones have the advantage of like kind of feeling like a complete story with they've its, been completed its, with, with its follower. Yeah, they've been completed. This yeah. one still hasn't been yet. Gotcha. So yeah, it's kind of it's, it's so we're we're not sure if it sticks to landing or not. Yeah. So like Kill Bill Volume One say like has a beginning, middle, and end. And yes. Yes. Okay. And yeah. uh, have you seen those? You've seen those, right? I've seen the first Kill Bill. I haven't yeah. seen two. Two is great. Two is okay. great. It's been a while since I've. But seen what's it. also cool about the Kill Bill movies that they're very different. They are very. Yes. Different. Very much so. This you know the first one is very much like a, a, okay. a Japanese revenge thriller, and the second one is very much like a Sergio Leone western. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's why when people are like, make the ultimate cut where you combine the two, and it's like, please don't. <laughs> just watch the two next to each other. It's yeah. Fun. Like, just get the... off your fucking ass and open up the DVD. Oh, yeah. It's okay. like the way it was meant to be watched. So the, the conclusion I'm coming to is that if you're going to separate things into like you know two, then they, they should feel like distinct movies. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and Infinity War succeeds for the most part. I yeah. mean, there are times where it definitely feels like a part one. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but. You know, not in, like, a completely unfavorable way. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, that feeling of the fuck that I had when watching Mockingjay Part 1. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Or that the fuck that I felt at the end of Catching Fire. Yeah. But, you know, well... But I love Halton like, Catching Fire. <laughs> but, yeah, it's one of those, like like I said, you know, like I've said several times, it's it's hard to say one way or another because it hasn't... If we haven't seen the landing yet, mm. whether it's stuck or not. Gotcha. So. But I'm very curious to see how it goes. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked. I like Speaking it. of being stoked, 
How about that Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer? Yes! I know that the AV Club put out this bullshit article titled, you know, like... You have to stop watching the AV Club. Well, they, it was, well, it was like, you know, how the hell am I supposed to care about Ant-Man and the Wasp after Infinity War? And it's like, you just do. Sorry, buddy. I don't know. Why did people want to see Iron Man 3 after the first Avengers movie? Like, I will say it's, like, kind of a weird timing thing on their part. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it looks like... Fun. It yeah. looks like uh, it looks like I don't want to go there and die, and want to die. It looks yeah. like a really enjoyable well, flick. Because there's like two schools of thought. There's the people that are just like it's all one big thing and everything. Everything has to be an event movie. Everything's yeah. connected and burr. And it's just like okay. But then also it's just like we talked before. It's like I just want to watch Black Panther. I just want to watch yeah. Ant Man. Yeah. It's like they're just fun movies. And yeah, there's connections. But some of the the better ones, in my opinion, are generally like. Unconnected, yes, from the rest of them. Which, which after the the post credit scene of Infinity War, I'm kind of worried about Captain Marvel now. Like, I'm worried they're gonna have to like, you know, it's it's gonna be on like Infinity War's leash too much because yeah. she's gonna have to come in for Infinity War Part Four. Yeah, part two. I keep saying Part Four. Infinity, Avengers Four, Avengers Infinity four. War Part Two. Yeah. Uh, Avengers 4, still avenging. No, that was something that I was kind of worried about, too. It's yeah. like, I, I want it to be its own thing. I don't want it to be like... I don't want it to be like the ending of Captain America, where it launches directly into yeah. Avengers, but if you don't have any intention of seeing the Avengers, the ending of uh, Captain America 1 feels kind of hollow. You yeah. know, I don't want it to be like that. Yeah. But also, I think that Marvel's learned a lot of lessons since Captain America First Avenger. So sure. I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Same. 2017 was the year that I kind of ate my words about Marvel to an extent. 2017? So, uh, yeah, 2017. Yeah. You know, yeah, with, like Guardians 2. Yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming yeah. sucks. Uh, <laughs> or Ragnarok. Or Ragnarok, yeah. Yeah, where I, I was just like, most of my complaints, I had to take them back. Yeah, we had three really good villains yeah. that year. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that that's that they're not going to fall into that pitfall. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like, mm, I'll take it with a grain of salt because right. I could see it happening. Yeah. Well, I will say like I'm definitely hyped for Ant Man and like I, it feels almost refreshing after watching Infinity War. Oh, yeah. because yes. of the scale and how epic it is. And I know I've seen people talk about how just um, the exhaustion of event comics. Yeah. And, like, kind of wearing them down and how Infinity War kind of reminds them of that, which I yes. can totally understand. Mm-hmm. Very much And that so. is very much a problem with the big two, is that it... It's, and more or less Marvel, mostly nowadays, where they just do big events, like, yeah. every year now, and it's, like, universe-changing shit, and it's well, just, like... Like, everybody uh, wants to read something that has, like, every superhero involved in it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, um... But, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp looks great. Well, it looks it's, fun. It looks Yeah. Well, looks, and I'm curious how, like, time will remember the three movies this year. Yes. You know, because yeah. obviously I think Black Panther is just, like, won the year. Like, it's... Oh, it's, yeah. Like, no one's gonna... Infinity War and, and Ant-Man are kind of vying for second place now. Yeah, <laughs> let's Black be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest. I would actually love to be able to say, like, yeah, you know, Infinity War was good, but it was definitely, like, my third. Yeah. Mm. Like, because, and, and I think after seeing Infinity War, I think I'm more excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp just because it's smaller, mm-hmm. it seems just kind of more loose, 
and just kind of having fun with its premise. Well, one of the things that I noticed about the the trailer, the, like this most recent trailer that they had for Ant Man and the Wasp, it feels much more confident. Yes, yeah, you've yeah. got like, because you Peyton, don't have competing ideas and directions. Yeah, yeah, like you've got Peyton Reed kind of coming into his own on what he wants to do. The utilization of the shrinking and enlarging oh. powers looks very creatively used. Uh, <laughs> um, so cool. But also, like they've got a new cinematographer, um, mm-hmm. which makes a difference. Like I like Russell Carpenter a lot. But um, it kind of felt like maybe he wasn't quite cut out. For, and I say this as someone who almost got an internship with Russell Carpenter. Great cinematographer. Like, you know, he did Titanic. Oh, yeah. You know, he is, an, he is a world-class cinematographer. Yeah. But it feels like uh, they, the guy they've got now is um, Dante Spinotti. That's Cinematog- familiar. Cinematographer of Heat. Ooh. The Insider. Ooh. Great ace. Uh, all the... <laughs> All the, all the Rush Hour films. Ah, I like the first one. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all good-looking movies. Yeah. Um, and so Dante Spinotti is also, like, an excellent cinematographer, but it, he shoots action better. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things that I noticed. Very is, city, like, city action, too. Yes. Yeah, like, I'm but, noticing a theme there. But, like, but like you know, like, I think shooting in the 235 by 1 aspect ratio helps, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm actually not the biggest fan of that one, not because... Not because I don't like it. It's very cinematic, but I think the problem is everyone just misuses it now. It's well, yeah, like, like it, it fits certain movies. Yeah, and, and it's and it was like one of the things that I found refreshing about Pacific Rim One was that it shot in one eighty five by one, mm-hmm. um, which is more boxy. Yeah, but it means that you get like higher. It's like um, so you get a sense of, of scale and size better. Yeah, yeah you get for, yeah you get the vertical. Is feel that how like uh, like Gareth? Edwards' uh, Godzilla. Godzilla was shot? Actually, no. It was shot in 235 by one hmm. uh, But once again, that was just like smart planning. Also, you had Seamus McGarvey shooting that, who is hmm. a hell of a cinematographer. And also, he like, shot, also he shot Avengers 1, ooh. which was shot in 185 by one because it feels like a comic book. Yeah. 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 Well, it's also, well, it's also like in the defense of Gareth Edwards and, and Godzilla. It's like Godzilla's also very long. Yes. So, so you can have like... Godzilla fill the whole frame, from and it doesn't like, feel like a cheat. Yeah, like yeah. from the top left to the bottom right, you can have mm-hmm. them fill it up. Even like some like Shin Godzilla. Well, it's like oh. it's it's like uh, the, one of the things that I bring up about this because I'm sorry to any listeners who like don't give a shit about film tech, like film knowledge. This is where I come in. Um, Click. <laughs> they would have turned it off by now. Yeah, fuck you, Neil. Click. They would have the turned of Neil's ramblings. It'll be one a.m. You can go to sleep now. <laughs> this is my own ASMR video, or just like me talking about. <laughs> Video knowledge, um, but it's like something that like it's like, hey, have you seen Green Room? Like you have a conversation with someone who's not there. Did you know? Did you know <laughs> that they shot Green Room at a very high ISO in order to get that perfect light? They just start eating chips, pushing it further past what digital is capable of doing normally. All right, we're good. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's Anyways, with, what's the one with Matt, Matt Berry? Like, doesn't he do that? He did that one like ASMR video. Yes, um, uh, it was like it was like a, a, a guide to sleep. Yeah, and it just turns into this like audible nightmare <laughs> <laughs> that I cannot repeat on microphone. Yeah, because <laughs> there's some language. Anyways, um, video stuff. Anyways, the reason one of the things that I bring up about um, aspect ratios is someone was bringing up. Um, Jurassic Park versus Jurassic World. Mm, And I thought this was really interesting, and it kind of goes to show why the cinematography of Jurassic World 2 feels all janky to me. 
because Steven Spielberg very clearly shot Jurassic World and Lost World in 185 by 1, because you know, kind of the more boxy aspect ratio, because he wanted the dinosaurs and the humans to share the frame together. Yeah. Jurassic Park. And Jurassic Park. World. Yes, yeah. sorry. And Lost, and Lost World. He said Lost World. And too. Lost World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said Jurassic World and Lost World. Oh, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But yeah, he wanted, the, he wanted the idea to be like, you know, the dinosaur and the human could share the frame, mm. like, no problems. And that makes, that goes a long way towards getting that feeling of, you know, and get, wonderment and, and, and yeah. awe. Which you get in, like, some of the best, best shots in Jurassic Park, like, yeah. where they see the patasauruses and... Yeah, if they shot that in, like, if they shot that... Where Grant's like... With his glasses. <laughs> they will always be brontosauruses. To me. But if you shoot that in the wider, you know, it, you don't have that same feeling. You know, yeah. you have to kind of, like, make a compromise. Uh, Jurassic World, as much as I don't like the cinematography on that, because there's no way that you shoot on film and it looks like digital. That is a fucking crime. Yeah. And I still hold, like, that against the film. Mm-hmm. It's like, I thought it was like, oh, it looks pretty okay on digital. Learns that it was shot on film. This is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, you failed. <laughs> I still remember the guy. Your parents hate you. <laughs> I still remember the, the cinematographer's name, and I still hate him. Um, and I, I wrote think- him a nap. I took him out on a nice seafood dinner and never called Again. Well, that was one of the things that I was really afraid about. Colin Trevorrow directing episode nine was that he was going to bring that cinematographer on, and I would have thrown some things. Especially because they have a big thing on shooting on film with the main, with the prime Star Wars movies, and it would have looked like trash. I'm sorry. But um, Jurassic World 1 kind of got around that by shooting in two by one aspect ratio, which is new. Yeah. It's what Netflix shoots on. Because yep. you get the you know you get the the mid ground between the sixteen by nine standard aspect ratio and cinematic two by three yeah two three five by one, so they shot it in two by one to kind of make a compromise yeah. and that's fine I get that I thought it was a little weird but I'm not going to stop them, but Jurassic World two is shot in two three five by one and one of the things that I have that problem with is that the humans and the dinosaurs don't share the frame easily. And that's hard. That's like that's like a subconscious thing, where it's like you know you don't recognize it, but your brain does. Like I have a harder time. I have a harder time accepting it Mm -hmm. because it just it's it's not how it's supposed to work. Why cinematography is important. Cinematography fucking matters. Also, the cinematography for Avengers: Infinity War was lovely. Um, It was a great melding of all the different visual styles, especially and it was very colorful. It was very colorful, especially coming from the same cinematographer who did, you know, Captain America: Winter Soldier and Infinity Era and Civil War, which have very washed out, cool color palettes. And then you get Infinity War, which is very colorful, and I love that. Well, uh, well, you go from like like uh, Doctor Strange and Iron Man, where it's very like kind of muted. Yeah, and they get like. Smash cut to Guardians. Yeah. Smash cut to, like, Thor. Yeah. You know? And then you go into space. Yeah. And it becomes an alien movie. <laughs> and it's great. And it's great. But, um, but anyways, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's shot in 235 by 1. And it just... Like, Ant-Man 1 was shot in 185 by 1, which is fine, but it doesn't exactly lend itself to action all too well. No. no. Um, if you're not careful with it, but Ant-Man and the Wasp is shot in the, you know the, the more wide, and it looks better. Well, it, it helps that a lot of better. it. Like I don't know how intentional this is, but a lot of it is like 
forward move motion. Yeah. A lot of the action, like, you have the chase scene, even when, like, Wasp is fighting, like, the dudes in the kitchen. And the yes. And, like, the well, the knife, and then, like, when she grows the salt shaker. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's all, like, forward motion. Yeah. So there's great, like, kineticism to yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much, like, a, a lesser creative team would make it just, like, all shrink and grow. Yeah. And, like, verticality. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, now you have this, this aspect ratio that really pushes you know, left to right. So yeah. you have a lot more of that. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about, like, Lawrence of Arabia this whole time, too. Yeah. Because that aspect ratio is insane. But it works. <laughs> but it works so good because it's all about, like, the expanse of this desert, and it's yeah. like, what What the fuck is the aspect ratio? Uh, I believe it's... Oh, God. It's probably, like, 239 by 1. It was, oh. like, CinemaScope. Yeah, it's CinemaScope. It CinemaScope. So it's like... Yeah, it's like, but it like it smushed it. Yeah, David Lean just always shot in And that. so, of course, it's best seen in Pan and Scan. Of course. <laughs> Watch it on a shitty VHS. Yes! <laughs> one that was, like, clearly... 4 by 3 TV. One that was clearly recorded from TBS. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. <laughs> we, we know drama. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um... So, yeah, cinematography. Anyways, uh, if you're shooting a romantic comedy, don't shoot it in 235 by 1. <laughs> because I've seen a lot of people do that. Like, who's, who's done that? Uh, it's not necessarily, like, people, like, like, like modern romantic comedies have done that. Yeah. I mean, they are starting to do that now, and it looks bad. Uh, no, there was a filmmaker that I know who, I, uh, I like her a lot, um, but she just kind of shoots everything in 235 by 1. And uh, there was one thing that, she shot that was like a domestic drama and it's like this doesn't this is, i'm not feeling this whereas i shoot everything in 185 by one if you watch it on sweet weenie you know it, they have a little tiny black bars there but that's because that's how i want to shoot um so maybe it's just like a melding maybe we just need to collaborate or something and i'll and mm. we will we'll both learn from each other or something i probably have stuff to learn from her but um yeah like a, a, a just people are just shooting indiscriminately in that aspect ratio now, and they shouldn't. It's meant for like big, like you know, like it feels white. almost like an obligation. Like, well, everyone shoots in this now. Yeah, it feels like yeah. no thought has been put into it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas one eighty five by one is all about like like faces. Wasn't like, the last movie that you saw that like really it really bugged you the aspect ratio? Oh boy. Um, was it Spider Man Homecoming? No. <laughs> this is like minute thirty talking about aspect. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> this is like literally what I give Neil crap about whenever he gets into like he gets too into like film talk jargon. You'll learn something. Shut up, Stephen. I'm listening to Neil. <laughs> You'll learn something one of these days, Ingram. No, I'm, lear- I'm learning. I'm learning as you talk. <laughs> I um I th- I think the last time an aspect ratio really bothered me was probably Man of Steel. Um, but that was because I think I, we had seen that around the time as Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim really used the 185 Mm. by one to really, to its advantage, to Mm. give you that sense of scope and Man of Steel. There's a lot of, there's not enough action in that film to justify that aspect ratio. Was it like 235? Yeah, it was 235. It was, it was anamorphic. Um, I think it was actually 239 by one. And it's like, there's. It's like, you don't need to shoot a classroom scene like this. Like, you're all, like, close-up handhelds. You don't need to shoot it that wide. Mm. Um, and, like, oddly, oddly enough, Batman v Superman was a lot better in using that aspect ratio to it. Too bad it didn't make the movie better. Yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> it was surrounded by the rest of it. <laughs> Every, everything. Every, yeah. So, 
Uh, anyways, that's come, really all. Come see Lex Luthor shove a Jolly Rancher into a man's mouth in CinemaScope. Well, I'm hard already. All right. Harder uh, than a Jolly Rancher, I tells you. Mm. Mm. So that's really all I have to say. It was just like, uh, it was something that I appreciate about like the upcoming Ant- uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, that it looks like it's treating the action by more like the more confidence with people who are more seasoned with it now, especially Peyton Reed having gone through the Marvel machine. He knows what to do now. He's more acclimated to big budget filmmaking. So there you go. Anyways, he looked at, he looked at Kevin Feige and it was all like, bring it on. Mm. Bretch, bitch. Did he make one of the bring it on movies? Um, Peyton Reed, he did the first one. Yeah, that's that's a joke. He did the first one and then he did downward love. Oh, fuck. Ah, um, I want to I want to talk about this like just briefly because uh, like we we touched on it a little bit in the beginning. Uh, no. like Thanos's uh, Thanos's <laughs> motivation in the comics is literally he's just he's just in love with the embodiment of yeah death. he just wants to fuck death and uh, he's yeah. like why don't you love me I've murdered so many people and I guess the idea is that like she's like she's the embodiment of death not murder. Like, yeah, not genocide. Yeah. So like murdering people doesn't impress her. Like the beauty of natural death. Right. Yeah. She's more of like a. Good I've seen natural death. Type. It is not pretty. <laughs> um, but like in this movie, they changed his motivation uh, to he just he just kind of feels that uh, he's had experience with uh, I guess overpopulation and like resources being finite. So well, he's he thinks, obs- he's obsessed with balance. He he, he, yeah, he says it's balance. Yeah. Because there's there's only so many resources to go around, so if he, if you just wipe out half the people, then people live happily, or like you know, like they have like they go to bed or they go to bed, you know, full stomachs, and you know, there's money to go around because there's fewer people to, for it to go. Because in the scene, he basically talks to Gamora and is like, "Hey, you know, after I killed like half of your planet's population, the other half has lived amazingly." Like yeah. that's his like justification. Like, and like, yeah, Gamora like was poor and like just like mm-hmm. you know like rifling through garbage for food before Thanos came around. So. <laughs> And, uh, but, like, I, I genuinely thought that was, like, it's, it's one of those motivations, like, I see where he's coming from in that deranged kind of logic, like, <laughs> yeah, oh, Steven, you want half the plan to go away, is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's been one of the most frustrating things to come out of this, is, like, all the think pieces about Thanos' motivation, and people are like, actually, it's not that good, it's like, yeah, that's the fucking point. Yeah, that's the point, exactly. Like, he's yeah. a bad guy, we're not, he's, the, Thanos works because he thinks that he's the good guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's why he's... Now, I don't know if I would say he's a... He's, here's the thing, is that I think sometimes we put too much stock in, like, a sympathetic villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it works when it works. Yeah. And I don't... But I feel like some people were like, Thanos is a symp- sympathetic villain. Not it's like, really. no, he's not. No. He's not. <laughs> if you think but he, he is. But he's a... But, like, he's a kind of fascinating one. Yeah. Or at least, his, or at least somewhat interesting. You can, you can see his side of it. But like without agreeing with it, like yeah. like it, they explain his side of it enough so that you see where he's coming from. Yeah, but you don't it's have still to wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, I have. It's I have genocide. If, if you're like, hey, that's not a bad idea. Fuck you. Yeah, you have problems. <laughs> I have friends on Facebook who are like, you know, I can see where he's coming from. Isn't it? Maybe like only the like, limptards go. <laughs> Facebook friends. I've, I've had, but friends. even Thanos wouldn't like pick a side. It's just all random with them. Just wipe out people randomly. I am moderate. Yeah, <laughs> the ultimate moderate. I am chaotic. I am mod- I am moderate neutral. That's why he's purple. <laughs> Violence on both sides. How many many good people on both sides with his fucking gauntlet doing the finger thing. Freaking finger. But um. 
No, but that's been the very frustrating thing is reading all these dumb think pieces now about like you know like why Thanos isn't his plan. Oh, you did that little sway like why Thanos? Why Thanos is right? It's like okay, buy Infowars. Well, yeah. it's like people who are like it's a bad plan. They're like yeah, that's the fucking point. Yep. It's it's, what, to- it's it's kind of like I thought that we were past like missing the point, like, being obtuse so that you can just be, like, a contrarian shill. Imagine, but like... But, like, Infinity War has proven that, oh, no, we are not past that at all. Well, it's it's interesting because, like, both, like, Thanos and Killmonger both kind of want to fight problems that we have in the real world. Yeah. And, you know, so we kind of see that side of it, like, okay, yeah, these are problems. Well, they're solving... But the way they're going about it, obviously, is wrong. Yeah. But yeah. It's, I think that's I think that's part of it, is because, like, these are problems that, like, we as a species... Yeah, they're solving have. problems in the ba- in, in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, Killmonger is trying to end oppression... It's a quick fix. ...by flipping the switch and oppressing the, you know, the, the oppressors. oppressors. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like, okay, well... That's that is that is idealistic at best. Yeah, you know, but it won't work. Yeah, it's it's not good. And Don't Thanos is like literally just like a quick fix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you literally snap a finger. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like people are like, well, why doesn't Thanos just you know his his plan is dumb because why doesn't he just make food for everyone? And it's like because that's because that's not how Thanos thinks. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the flaw. You know, characters have them. Yep. Yeah. He's a bad guy. He's he's the you're, villain. You're not supposed to agree with what he says. Yeah, like even Killmonger, you can say he has a point, but I don't like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I, mean, I feel like uh, I mean, that's something like Adam Warlock would do if he had the gauntlet. It's just make more food, make more. Who's resources. Adam Warlock, Stephen? He's um, <laughs> he's a character from the Infinity Gauntlet story. I think he's like uh, Thanos is like half brother, some weird oh, relation some fucking to him. Shit. Like, I mean, everybody has like their own Loki. Which, like the Marvel which is, Universe. Everybody has that evil, like, half-brother. Yeah. Which teasing for, for Avengers 8, Part 4, part Infinity three. Gauntlet, Part 7. The sixth chapter. Sixth chapter, The Reckoning. <laughs> the Final Nightmare. Part 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Um, Let's do it. There will, do you think there will be Adam Warlock? Adam Warlock's going to show up, right? I mean, they, they, they teased him in a Guardians 2. Well, I, was so gonna say, I wouldn't be surprised. That's where I was going to go, is that for people who don't know who Adam Warlock is... Mm. Um, he was teased at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You have yeah. the gold people whose name escapes me, and they're mm-hmm. like, what, what was the line that they say? Uh, the, they're, they're looking at some, like, birthing pod chamber yeah, it's, thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a pod thing. And which, it's like, we will call him Adam. Yeah, and which is a better thing than the comics, because he was, like, literally, like, in a cocoon yeah. in the comics. And oh, and he was literally cocoon. in a cocoon in the first Guardians of the Galaxy in the collector's chambers. <laughs> yep. hey. You mean the same collector's chambers that had Tobias Fumke? <laughs> In this movie, Infinity Wars, knives. <laughs> the um, same one that had a uh, uh, Cosmo, the Cosmo, the space dog. Yeah. So, like, is fucking Howard the Duck and Cosmo the space dog <laughs> dead? Because I would be fucking sad. I want their movies. Kind of. Seth give Green me, voicing. Uh, give me, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Seth Green voicing him. I almost want like I want to see like a like a group of people audition mm. and pick one. Right. Yeah. Like Pat Oswald or something. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I feel like there might be something there. Yeah. Like I don't know. I'd be down for a Howard the Duck movie in the MCU. I want something like I want anything with Howard the Duck. <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh, that '80s one sucks. Because like he even yeah. has the outfit of like the more modern uh, Howard the Duck too. Like that kind of like that burgundy kind of like vest and pants. Well, like he was wearing that. Does outfit. he have a pants in the in Guardians one? I think he did. Okay, because yeah. I know it's like sometimes he has like just a vest and the blazer, mm. and he's without pants. I think he has um, the pants. 
But I know in like the comics, what you should read, mm-hmm. read Chip Zdarsky's book of Power of the Duck. It's great. Yeah. But yeah, like, anyway, I, Geeks at Large. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I just want to talk about like I, I like Thanos' motivation in this movie. Like I, I, I think yeah, I, I feel I like it's, it's stronger. It's a solid. It's a solid villain motive. Like it's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they could have just made him like ha 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 snap. But yeah. it's like oh, okay, they could have made him fucking Steppenwolf. <laughs> Don't insult Thanos. Yeah, I was <laughs> don't saying. utter his name. We don't speak but, of him. I, don't, yeah, I, I, don't, I think I think it's the, the the real world problems that they're addressing that kind of helps, uh, like kind of not make them sympathetic. Obviously, but you you see where they're coming from. Like, okay, yeah, it'd be great if we could solve that. Makes problem. them a, a tad more interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like even um, what's his face from Civil War. Or uh, Daniel Daniel Bruhl's yeah, Daniel Bruhl's character or uh, or uh, Zemo yeah. uh, Vulture. Yeah, yeah, you know, like they're kind of like real world problems. Yeah, and it's great. Real oh. world problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Don't uh, hurt my daughter, Peter Parker. <laughs> so, do, we want, do we want to end this episode on our favorite memes from <laughs> this movie? Sick memes, bro. What um, like, let's let's do our arbitrary number ratings. Neil, go. Oh, uh, definitely like at least like a seven and a half out of ten. Like I feel like it could go up to an eight. No. Later on, but I mean, like that's better than Homecoming. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel like this like re- like blind frustration at it. Wow, you anyway. asked anyway. I'm not going to do my arbitrary. Neil's just bringing that kind of podcast on. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess we'll remain at large anyway. Bye, <laughs> Stephen. Uh, I, you know what? I would give it an eight, but like a bonus half a point just for like the accomplishment of it. Yeah. I would give it an eight point five. You know what? I'll move it. I'll move it to an eight just for the accomplishment, because th- that really cannot be overstated. Yeah. You know, like like they really kind of did the impossible, at mm-hmm. least by t- by these standards. Yeah, and we thought the first Avengers movie was the impossible. Now it's just quaint. Now it's just <laughs> impossible. Anyway, um, I'd probably give it a seven out of ten. Um, I would. I probably dis. I probably. Liked it the least, but not like a lot. I don't. I certainly don't hate it. Like no. Neil's hateful seven out of ten for Homecoming. <laughs> it's still illegal by the Geneva Convention standards. <laughs> Damn it! We yeah. solved this in World War One. You fucker. <laughs> um, I think I think they're just like little things that kind of st- like built up for me. Just like I found the pacing wonky. Mm-hmm. Um, just certain characters not being in it as much as I would have liked. Yeah, and there, there's definitely something to say about this movie. Probably doesn't stand too well on its own. And like, that like too, if you're, like, you're going to jump into the MCU, like this movie, oh, it is the least accessible of all the. Which Marvel is how movies. I basically like Kate. Like that was my first conclusion. Like this is very inaccessible. And that's which is I guess part of why it's tough to revisit it by itself. And yeah. I would say like not even just for like people who are like just jumping in now, but also just people who like aren't as attached to like all of the properties. Like, well, I know, like like Casey had a hard time being uh, invested in like a big chunk. Well, of I know movie. a lot of people that like if they just like you know if you just like Black Panther and like Guardians of the Galaxy or something, yeah. it's like this is probably not like a great watch for you if you're not a fan of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. you know or. Or any of them, like you—you ha- you have to have like a mild interest in like all of these characters and the idea of them all being together. You know, like if you're only there because, like, like if you're only there for like, say, like, yeah, I really like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies because I like Chris Pratt. You know, like man, this might not be your favorite. Like, I movie. really like Tom Holland, and it's like, well, okay, but like he's in it for like twenty minutes. Right. So. Yeah. 
you know, everyone's in it for like twenty ish minutes. Like so the, those twenty minutes are gonna probably be your favorite. Like, but like the first Avengers movie, a lot of the appeal of this movie is seeing all of these different characters interact with each other. Yeah. It's like I think I think it's becoming a, a recurring thing with most people's opinion of these Marvel's movies is that the action scenes are rarely everybody's favorite parts. Like yeah. usually yeah. It's, it's the dialogue scenes, it's seeing like Iron Man like have like a douche off with Doctor Strange. Uh, that was you know, fun. I will I will say like most of the jokes kind of missed more than hit, mm-hmm. but not in like a damning way. Not like I put my head in my hands and was just like this is trash. It was just kind of like that joke didn't land as not, well. As not in a Justice League way. It's like uh, oh my god, yes. Yeah, sorry. I was just I had a flashback remembering the comedy and they forced um, what's his face to say the Flash. Aquaman. No, oh, the Flash. Ugh, those weren't even first draft jokes. Yeah. I'm jokes. still pissed. I, jokes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, granted, I'm kind of happy that, like, you know, don't, uh, don't get me wrong. I love Joss Whedon's work on the Avengers. I'm kind of happy they're moving away from the Joss Whedon's like smarmy mm, stuff. stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm happy. Every, everybody is self aware of yeah, like, they the need weirdness to, of it. Yeah. They need to move away from that, and I'm happy that they're moving away from that. But also, like, Joss it's also Whedon, time given like his shit that he's done. Yeah, yeah but also, but also, Joss Whedon had objectively better jokes in his films. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. ah, I'll, you know what? I'll take, I'll take what I get. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll cut my losses. It's fine. Okay. Um, the comedy stylings of Justice League. So you want to give your thoughts? How about we like we 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 end it with like maybe our favorite moment from the movie and our least favorite moment from the movie. Oh, I thought we were doing memes. No, I'm kidding. Memes. Sick memes uh, wow. with the kids. Um, I think I can already probably guess which one yours is going to be. Hmm. Is it the one with Barney? <laughs> That one and uh, the Iron Fist one. Yes! (laughs) Both of these are ones that I introduced to Steven. So the first one is... Oh, we're talking about memes. Just a a hot second. Like, you already know my favorite ones out of this. The first one is um, Barney holding... A baby bop. Baby bop and walking him along. And it's like, I'm so sorry, child. (laughs) The little one. I'm so sorry, little one. Yes, I'm so sorry, little one. <laughs> and the other one was from a site called The Hard Times, which yes. if you guys are not familiar with, any listeners are not familiar with The Hard Times, it is uh, The Onion for basically our age group. Not saying that The Onion is out of touch, because it's not, but I mean, like, I just, The Hard Times is just fucking wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, a, it was a Hard Times article called, Netflix breathes sigh of relief as Iron Fist disintegrates during Infinity War <laughs> finale. <laughs> I showed some guys at work that, and, and one of my coworkers was like, "Aw, I liked Iron Fist." I can probably guess which one it no, was. It wasn't that guy. Oh, well, I'm surprised. Okay, no. you know what? I'm happy to be wrong. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah those are the. I, I saw one meme. Uh, it was just like it was like me, you know, like oh, the the DC movies are just too dark and depressing, and then like person, it's like. Both Marvel, like, both universes have, like, devastating, like, deaths and, like, catastrophe. It was like, me. No, I mean, I literally can't see anything on the screen in a DC movie. Oh, yeah. It's so dark. And they are very poorly lit. They are yeah. very dark. Oh, my God. It was like, uh, it was like in the, um, 
Which red letter media video was it where they show uh, like little bits from the Justice League trailer, <laughs> oh, yeah. and they like intentionally bump the, the, the darkness down until like you barely can see anything <laughs> as a joke? Yeah, it was like one of the it. Justice League trailers. I remember it opened with like Batman on the horse. Like, <laughs> it's like oh my god, I can't see anything. God damn, it's so dumb. Uh, I, have you have you guys seen the one with the the friends? Like friends, and yes. like all the little dots in between the letters. The Infinity Stones were hiding, and, and right in front of everybody's face. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all the same color. It's, it's great. Um, one I liked was uh, Thanos holding the gauntlet, and each stone is a Adobe program. Yes. <laughs> um, all I, I can think of is like, I, like I don't know, something that popped in my head like a couple of days ago was just like, man, I'm really glad that. Like I think we all know which hand Thanos jacks off with now because there's no way he can use it using that left hand now. <laughs> uh, it's an oldie, but uh, it's a classic of uh, the slap, but with like Thanos yes! and then every Marvel character coming up. <laughs> it's old. It's old, but it checks out, sir. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh man, I would say um, my absolute favorite is the one like you guys know the there's that Canadian or is it Canadian? Yeah, it's Canadian. Um, like. Kids puppet show from like the late nineties to the early two thousands called Nana Land. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. There's one where there's the girl from that with the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> and it's amazing. That's awesome. It's like this, and they perfectly render like the puppet because it looks like you can tell that like someone's hands in that puppet, and it's amazing. <laughs> that's a, that's that's my favorite. So, oh, that's um, great. okay, favorite scene, least favorite scene. Yes. Steven, go. Uh... I, I think I I really liked when um like when the, uh, the 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 big fight scene in Wakanda and they're all charging towards like the opening gate and and you can see like Captain America and Black Panther just outrunning everybody yeah running out in front and nice it's like that's so both of their characters and like I really want to see like that friendship like I want I want to see more of those two together cuz yeah. they're they're kind of like best buds in the comics and it's it's a, a cool dynamic. It's a very show don't tell yeah thing or it, it definitely encapsulates both their characters. like on your left. Oh fuck, he's on my left. Yeah, well, also they're, they're both the lead from the front lines. Yeah. Well, I, also it's a nice little thing because yeah, Cap runs really fucking fast, which yeah. is like a big thing in the previous films, but yeah. if you don't know that, uh... but then like Black Panther can also do that and they're they're both very, you know, lead from the front lines yeah. uh, type people and you know it's 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 awesome i love that oh yeah and a least uh, um I, I i think just kind of like the instances of like hulk not showing up yeah you know like i i just kind of wish i knew what they were like wish they explained why like like is he afraid of thanos and all of his lieutenants or is hulk like like what? What is going on there? Like I, mm. I'd be curious to see where they're going with that one. Yeah. Um, if I have a favorite, um, I think it's probably just like a little scene. It's just like a like it's a tie between two. Obviously, the ending right after the snap, hmm. I was like losing my fucking mind because like not only like was it intense, but also like it's so expertly crafted as well. Hmm. There's no music or anything. You just have that like wind blowing in the background that just makes it so much like there's not even really any like dreadful sound effects or anything it's mm -hmm. just so 
oh, like the craft is so good. They don't have to pull any cheap punches or anything. They just let the material speak for itself. And watching all these people disintegrate in front of your eyes is, is horrifying. Especially T'Challa's. Especially to, oh, that with a framing of that, the yeah. psych out. Yeah. Yeah, you was, think it's going to be a Koye, but then it's him. Yeah. That, that legitimately tripped me up. Like, yeah. that was brilliant. Um, but it's either that or, uh, like, like at the Battle of Wakanda, um, where they have the crazy monsters that are going to go push through the, the force field and basically kill themselves trying to get in there just to, op- like, get an opening. And that was, to me, that was, like, that's the darkest thing the M- the, like the MCU has ever done up mm-hmm. until that ending. I was yeah. just like, these are just things killing themselves. Well, they're, they're just like mindless creatures that they've they've somehow like imprisoned or like encaged in or like yeah. created or something. Yeah, yeah. like you're the like lab experiments. I don't know the uh, the history of the Outriders. I think that, that was, was the first. That was the first time I was like legit like kind of scared of like a a creature in these movies. Yeah, yeah. like a threat or something. Yeah, it was it was. Yeah, like stakes, consequences, like, threats, and even, even though, like, in the fight scene, there's parts where it's like, clearly this person would be dead. Yeah. Like, like Bucky gets bitten. Yeah. Like, a couple of times, it's like, Bucky would have no, like, he would need a metal leg now. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it just doesn't happen, so, because it's an MCU movie. But yeah. it was just, it was just an image. Like, I just, I'd never seen that in an MCU film before. Like, you know, these things are just, like, getting cut in half. While others are trying to get through, and it's just treated as like it's, it's almost it's like the closest like n- like to nihilism the MCU has ever gotten. Yeah. It's like none of this matters. It's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a least favorite. I think there are just times where like any time where I was kind of thinking, you know, this could, this this could go along. You can cut this. We don't mm-hmm. need this. Yeah. Which admittedly wasn't like all the time. There were just there were just those would probably be my least favorite, or maybe like a joke that doesn't quite land. You know, it's it's hard to pinpoint. It's just like any time that there's a joke that I I just like I, I acknowledge that it that it exists. It just didn't make me chuckle or anything. It's just like mm. I miss Joss Whedon jokes, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss Joss Whedon. Not really. No. <laughs> um, oh, I guess it's my turn. Yeah, it's your um, turn, bitch. Both of mine kind of play into Wakanda. Like, they kind of connected to Wakanda. Yeah. Because I like just going back to Wakanda. That was when I, like, perked up in the movie. I'm like, you... Yeah! When you heard... Like, when they started playing the theme to yeah. like, for Black Panther, you could just feel the theater light up. It was like, yeah! You could just feel it's the... Been, it's been 82 you could, days! <laughs> you could just feel, the, like, the, the air... Just go electric for just a second, because like people are like, "We're going back, yeah, yeah, we're doing it." <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that was one of my favorite too. Just like, like I only just saw you like two or three months ago. Damn, is it good to be back here? <laughs> yep. But also, like one of the things that's really interesting uh, is that it's very evident that they were not expecting Black Panther to be the hit that it was. Yeah. Mm. Like because it's because like all the scenes in Wakanda are like. Just that field, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Shuri's lab, yeah, which and gets to my second, my my like least favorite stuff is stuff like to go along with like disappointment and not as much cap, yeah, definitely disappointed and not a lot of Shuri, yes, yeah, and I like agree. to the point that Shuri doesn't even get like we don't know, and maybe that's like intentional that we don't know if she gets evaporated mm-hmm. or yeah. not, but like she just kind of like leaves the movie. There's like during the whole thing where. Thanos' people, like, goons kind of get in, and, like, the one elf dude with the spear. Uh, Corvus Glaive. 
That's his name in the comics. Gazumtite, I don't know. That (laughs) guy. Well, like, they they think he's dead. They think they killed him in a previous encounter, but then when uh, the the, the Avengers kind of open the gate, Mm -hmm. and because they realize they have to keep everybody in front of them and keep them from going around, that's when... um, or no, it's when Scarlet Witch leaves Vision. Yeah, that's when Carrie Coon's character is like, okay, vi- like that robot with the Mind Stone is alone. Go now, and yeah. that's when the one that they thought was dead sneaks up there. Yeah, and like Shuri and like a male Wakandan guard just kind of like get knocked over, and she's just gone from the movie. Yeah, and yeah. it's like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of your like it made me a place of that hole. They didn't know how big Black Panther would be. Yeah. Because Shuri was like the breakout character. Oh in that my god! Movie. Absolutely. And it's like after seeing Black Panther, it's like I want so much more of her. That was yeah. yeah. And funny enough, when I was thinking about like kind of things that I was kind of preparing myself to be a little disappointed by, where it's like you know all these characters that aren't going to really get a chance to shine. Or like, what if it's what if it's just like, oh, I'd love to see like you know Iron Man meet Shuri to see how they would like bouncing off yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. We get we get Bruce Banner and Shuri, but only for like a couple of lines. Right. A couple of lines, and they're fine. They're, like, they're Bruce, kind of and Bruce Banner doesn't do the same things that like Iron Man. Yeah, does. so like exactly. a, a more interesting pairing would have been Iron Man and Shuri. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like that was kind of my thing was that I was worried that these characters that I loved so much were in Black Panther were just going to get re- like reduced to just exposition devices. Mm. Well, to the point that we didn't even know if some actors would show up. Yeah. Like, we didn't know if Winston Duke was going to be in this. Yeah. We weren't sure. Um, Thankfully, he was. Yeah. yeah. Some actors that were on the IMDb uh, were not in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I guess we found out... or like I guess my prevailing theory is that they filmed these back to back. They did, and none of the actors got the full script. So even the actors probably went into the screening not knowing if their character was in the movie or if what they filmed was from the next movie. No, I agree. Uh, no, I believe they filmed it back to back. That's like the yeah. only way you could get away with it. But when I was thinking about that worry, Shuri was the one that I was like, I, if they do that to Shuri, I'm going to be very upset. That was the one I was so, mm-hmm. and they kind of, sort of did. But not to the extent that I was fearing it would be. Mm-hmm. And hopefully she's in, like, a lot more of part two. Well, like, that could, I mean, they, that better could, not, they better not, like, apparate her or whatever the fuck. Well, that, and, like, I mean, that could be, like, a, a fun reveal, too. Like, a Black Panther shows up, but it's actually Shuri in the suit because she has been Black Panther in the comics. That would mm-hmm. be fun. Because she would be, like, the next in line. Well, she would have her own suit, too. Yeah, yeah she, she would. She, well, she she'd be next in line them. if uh, T'Challa is out of the picture, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... So yeah, not to not to drag it on any longer. I was just like that was something that I was worried about with the film happening. And Shuri, you know, it's funny that Taylor mentioned it because Shuri was the example of like mm-hmm. if I don't want that to happen to her. Yeah. But anyways, anyways, um, after that long depressing talk about people dying in a- aspect ratios, yeah, um, I guess that wraps it up for this shit. As always, we've got sweet weenie. Yep. Yes. Link in the description. We've got audio commentaries, including Steve and I finally fucking recorded a face-off one. Yes. That's was, coming soon. And it was usable. And it was usable. It was usable. <laughs> it wasn't lost to the annals of time. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, anything else you guys want to plug? Uh, we're we're going to be doing a, a commentary for The Incredibles probably before uh, the sequel. Yeah, to, to uh, lead into the sequel. Yeah. Since we've had, we've had tw- what, 14 years to prepare. Yes. <laughs> I don't... 
I don't have anything to plug. I just wanted to say that I'm really glad that, like, I had my review already written for, like, both ways that Infinity War could have gone. If it yeah. sucked, I was going to call it... Uh, Infinity in- Snore? Yeah, an Infinity Bore. <laughs> Infinity Bore. Voyage of the Yawn Treader. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have. That's, More this- like Avengers Infinity Runtime. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, you guys, Neil, did you remember what your Twitter was? Oh, it's Neil.Logan.Butler. I knew the whole time. I was just fucking around. Wow. Oh, fuck <laughs> you, Neil. I'm going to edit out that. I'm going to make it like at Poopy McShits a lot. You can make it my Is ex- that taken? My, my ex-com Probably. nickname for Neil is Poopy Shoes. Poopy Shoes? <laughs> it Neil is. Poopy Shoes. It is. Steven, actually. what's your Twitter? Uh, it is Bagurpa Gurpa. B-A-G-U-R-P-A-G-U-R-P-A. Bagurpa Gurpa. I want you to just keep going for like a minute just spelling it. <laughs> So G-U-R-P-A-G-U-R-P-A. So basically it's spelled exactly how it sounds, gotcha. Exactly. But yeah. gurpa gurpa. And I am T. Carlisle Art 4. It's mundane, I guess. Whatever. Fuck. Anyway, I guess uh, until next time we will remain at large. Large. <laughs> Guys, don't fucking say anything. <laughs> large march. Large march.